It's the New Utah Podcast. It's uh, episode 117. They never said we'd make it this far. Yeah, but Jess has a really interesting fact about this episode that I want her to, to well, tell everyone. Well, to be fair, the they that said we'd never make it this far quit before 25. Yeah, so. he's long gone. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We're still here. He dead the way. <laughs> but we have a guest co-host today. In a, guest, in a guest studio. Yes, right. in a guest studio. So we're back in the Dink studio with Carrie Jackson, and he was our 17th episode. And now we're recording 117. Yeah, so, so we're like 100 now, Carrie. How does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, considering the time of the morning that we're recording this on a weekend <laughs> and the night that I had last night, I'm feeling old because of the 100, but I'm also feeling old because well, of the activities. Well, I mean, like... Honestly, 10 o'clock in the morning, which is what time it is. I mean, that's... This is usually when you're done. Yeah, this is like nap time for you, right? Go home and take a nap. No, yeah, so a lot he stays of, at work a long time after this. A lot of people think that. Um, I get to bed at 7. I'm in bed, lights out, sound machine on, Hudson cuddled up next to me. Which he's doing right now, for those seven. of you who can see us. She's running the soundboard. <laughs> he's running the soundboard. I keep calling her. I don't know. He looks like a girl. Uh, well, he is, he, is, he is fabulous. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, I'm, I'm in bed at 7. It's, it's strictly reg- regimented. The alarm goes off at 3. I'm allowed 5 or 6 minutes of just lying there sighing time. Like, oh, and then it's you got to get up. And you come down here to the studio. And you just start doing your... <laughs> Prep for the show. Prep for the show. Just it's basically reading twenty or twenty-five different news sources. You know, and just finding out who died, finding out you know oh, what did he do this time. You know, he oh it's the East Coast. He's getting up right about this time. Uh, you know, so here's 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 the here's the shit I'll be dealing with today. <laughs> How many more listeners can I lose now? <laughs> um, but uh, that's that's the regiment. But on the weekends. It's different. I I will stay up. I'll stay up as late as eleven. That's crazy. that is pretty late. So, you and Chris me. have so many similarities that <laughs> so, makes me crack up. So our our daughter is going to DOS Energy right now. Oh, yeah. how is she? By uh, the way, she's good. 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 Um, both of them are good. Um, They're both going to be gone, and then we'll empty we'll, nesters. Yeah, no so children. You'll have a party. I did the rave thing when I was her age, when I was like 18, 19, 20, right? Mm-hmm. And the acts that are at DOS Energy, a couple of them, I wanted to see live since I was 18 years old. And Which ones? Uh, like Paul Van Dyke. Um, I've seen Rabbit in the Moon before. And like Dead Mouse is playing tonight. Oh, really? Oh, cool. And, and I'm like, so I see that because I'm still friends, like Facebook friends with a whole bunch of the DJs and promoters locally that have been in the rave scene for 20 plus years. And, uh, I, I, I see the flyer for the lineup for the set list for who's, who's performing. And I take a snap of it and circle the ones I want to go to. I'm like, I'm going with you. <laughs> she goes, she goes, you won't be able to, they're she, the headliners and it's past your bedtime. Yeah, she goes, it's way past your bedtime. <laughs> Hi, I'm at the rave with my parents. Yeah. Like that's not, it is weird though. To now be, the best is you taking pictures, Chris, it is, selfies and posts. And that'll it just is, embarrass the hell out of her. It's weird to be, you know, this old and have a daughter that is now doing things that I did when I was a kid, like the exact same thing. Well, to be fair, you're not really, old enough to have a daughter this old well because I, I robbed the cradle i'm like five and a half years older than him oh oh now how old are you chris 
I'm 37. 37. No, he's old enough to have grandkids. Yeah. Utah County standards. <laughs> well, my best, Trust me. my best friend in high school has a daughter that's the exact same age as Cassie. I mean, you technically, yes, you do, but you... She had her. Yeah. She had her when she was seventeen. So oh, people, when I people I went to high school with when I was thirty seven, I remember hearing about their grandkids, yeah. and I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. That gives me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> I told my kids if they had kids this I year, I wasn't helping them because I didn't want to have any more babies. <laughs> babies making babies. It's crazy stuff. Teen anyway. moms. Yeah, I sent them to Planned Parenthood and said, I know you don't want to go to the doctor with me, so the two of you go together to Planned Parenthood Get and figure out what the hell you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then in addition to that, you should always wear a condom. <laughs> well, have the guy wear a I condom. can't wait for Grandma Bree. <laughs> I don't know. That, that may I, not happen. I don't think Cassie will have kids. She's she's she says I see how we treat you. I don't ever want to be treated that way. <laughs> this sucks. Like, We're terrible kids. Yeah. So. Uh, Sean, I could see having two point five children with the Cadillac and being you know the the classed up mom that walks into the private school because she dates like all of the people she dates are rich. It's that point five kid that worries me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'll be fine. He just yeah. It's the dog. Yeah. Oh, there you go. He just sits right over there. Yeah. Yep, that's what I said. He just hangs the out they're, quietly. They're half the work. But back to the less. back to the, the the kids not liking you. Uh, I'm kind of seeing that right now with uh with my nephew. And uh the parents won't discipline him. I mean, they'll half-ass discipline him. Mm-hmm. You know, How com- old is he? Uh, he's 13. Ooh. Yeah, that's an ugly age anyway. And uh, they they keep saying, well, we don't want him to hate us, and we we want to be his friend. And, I, and I'm like, work. I'm like, look, I'm, you know, the childless drunk is going to speak, but I was once a, <laughs> I was once a 13-year-old boy, and I remember parents are not your friends. And it's just the way it is. They're going to hate you from this age till about 17 or 18. At it's least, just that yeah. window. Sometimes it extends. It's, you know, it's just that window right there. You are public enemy number one. And just accept it. Everything you do is uncool. Everything you say is wrong. I'm smarter than you. You can't understand. Stop with that and get the kid some discipline or he's going to be in juvie you know yeah, you have no idea what i'm going through because you couldn't possibly have done the same thing yeah. you exactly you know as a parent i find you can be their friend or you can be their parent but you can't do both yes. and i yeah. think you garner a lot more respect later in life as a parent well and as cassie turns 20 I, I noticed some changes she's still in the i know better than you stage but it's not as it's it's a different relationship now because now I can step back and say, well, you're an adult. I can't do anything about what you do. Mm-hmm. So here's my advice. And if you don't take it and, and you have problems, mm-hmm. then you deal, with the deal with it. You know, and, and it's not quite the same with Sean. She just turned 18 in June. So I still have a little bit of a more protective vibe with, vibe with her. But now that she's moved out, you know, I checked in with her just barely each day because her first week on and just said, you know, love you. I know you're going to do great today. And then Friday, I waited until the very end and said, how are things going? Are you making friends? And she was like, kind of. And I'm like, what does that mean? And she goes, well, the only person I've met that I really like is still Mary. And I was like, well, I'm sure you'll find more people. Well, you, you can know. do worse than your roommate. Yeah. yeah. So At least you like your roommate. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a long ass year if you don't like your... That's oh. an accomplishment. Yeah. 
So uh, we uh, went to the farmer's market. We're recording on Saturday, which is a little odd for us, but we went to the farmer's market this it morning. It doesn't tend to be. We just did a Saturday recording a couple Saturdays ago. At the uh, farmer's market. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Trippy. Before vacation. <laughs> um, but uh, we, we get across the street to Pioneer Park, oh, and immediately upon stepping on the curb, we get shit on by a bird. <laughs> <laughs> she's like I oh my god did him and I said, me and I'm please like, don't, don't tell me that was bird shit and he looks at me and he's like uh it was bird shit <laughs> so we're walking across the way to like the water stations and there comes jen from olio and so i yell across the way jen i just got shit on by a bird <laughs> and she just breaks into hysterical <laughs> laughter and i was like oh but it felt better to be able to tell her and then be able to laugh about it because up until then I was just pissed. <laughs> but like, I guess I'm glad I didn't spend too much time on my hair today since Chris was like over there with water and paper towels. <laughs> like paper towels from outside the porta potty. Speaking of Jen, so the soap she gave me, the pumpkin spice soap, which is amazing that she gave me a lot two weeks ago. Almost Whatever. gone because my kids keep using okay, it. Okay, but it was a bar of soap and it's lasted two, two and a half weeks. I know, so. but when it's just me, <laughs> it's it should last true. longer. My kids keep using it. I go in there, there's like a little sliver, and I know it was my son because he stuck part of it to the shower wall. I'm like, damn it. What kind of kids are you raising? What's cool about their soap, though, is I notice when you get down to a sliver. So I've been using the beer soap that Chris and you made the other day. You meaning Jeremy? Months ago. That was a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, you meaning Jeremy. I, you can smush them together. For our listeners. You can smush them together. <laughs> All seven of them. So you, so you can take the little piece and then like get it wet and like and then when it dries, it's it just incorporates itself That's, into the bar. So I'm gonna have to do is Frankenstein one of my beer soaps with the uh, pumpkin spice. Ew. Yeah. Well, you should hear the the geek show guys when they come over because we have the scented soap in the bathroom, and they just think that that's like, you know. Peach you're, Bellini you're, is awesome. It's because it's, it's not Dawn. Uh, <laughs> I suppose. I mean, they think they think that they're you know this is the Kennedys' house or something. You know, and like, well, Peach Bellini, and I'm like, yeah, it's Bed Bath and Beyond. It's just right over there. It's, yeah. you know, we even have a fancy soaps at Walmart. Yeah. We even have a fancy container in our bathroom, and Chris is the one that picked it out. Yeah, mm. it looks nicer than the bottle. The reason I wanted it so it covers the entire Bed Bath and Beyond bottle mm-hmm. or Bath and Body Works mm-hmm. bottle, and. Uh, Plug Brie back in here. Well, uh, I just got, got excited again yeah. and told the, you. I warned you. The Bath and Body Works bottle. And so the, the problem I had is we would get a scent that was Christmas time scent or had a Halloween But it wasn't logo. necessarily a Christmas scent. It just had a... And the bottle lasts because it's down in the guest bathroom when the kids aren't there, especially. It lasts for a long time. So we'll have like a bottle that's got like a Halloween decoration on it. She's like, I can't have that in there. After, after Halloween. Halloween, I can't put it in the bathroom. I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> no, We're just every- going to get a container Every so day no one can Halloween. See it. Yeah, I have pumpkins up year round. Well, yeah, but that's different than an actual like happy Halloween spooky thing. <laughs> that's I just true. don't do that. Like a purple label with ghosts on it. Yeah, I just don't do that. <laughs> so, so I'm like, we have All to right. get a container. I don't want to switch them out. What? That's inappropriate. What's inappropriate? <laughs> I have standards, people. So Harry's like, what did I get into? <laughs> well, so, so when Jay came on our show, I don't know, whenever it was fairly ago. recent. Mm-hmm. No, it was a little, wasn't it longer? I don't know. Anyway, I gave him a bar of the the beer soap mm-hmm. and then texted him like a week after and said. So what are you thinking? He was like, I, I like it. So I should have brought you brought you some. Oh. I still had one left. I didn't yeah, think about it because he was chafy. 
No, he just no. He was on our show. He was chafing. Oh, he, you mean he's fallen it's out? Ashy. Of his, that's he's fallen out. Ashy. Ashy. He's that's fallen out of his regimen. He was. I guess. Did he tell you about his regimen? Yes. Yes. It's, yeah. a, it's a very elaborate. Yes. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know about that until Palmer's. We, Palmer's. Yeah. Cocoa butter. Yeah. There's like four or five different products, and there's a procedure. <laughs> it takes him longer than it takes me to. Get and then there's the drying process. And he has to stand a certain way uh-huh. for a certain to period of time. Drip dry and then pass. Well, that's. I think that's why he was late to our show is because he had to rush the, the regiment. Because when we when we went to uh, San Diego Comic Con, he shared a room with. Uh, he was with Jimmy, and uh, I remember running into Jimmy after the first night, and he goes, "Dude, <laughs> you should see this. I just witnessed," and he started explaining it, and I said. Well, Jimmy, you got no room to talk. You only take baths. <laughs> he will not shower. Oh, wow. He will only take baths. I'm is like, he like a like a wine in a book with like one of those things I across don't baths? One of those think guys that so. has to take uh, all his clothes off when he goes to the bathroom. I not like that, no, but but he only he he will not shower. He hates showers and I don't understand that, but you know, I I still drop my pants to my ankles when I gotta pee. <laughs> oh my god! This morning, public bathrooms. This morning, I, I had to get up to pee. I don't know what time it was. It was it was not regular wake up time. Well, actually, it was regular weekday wake up time. And I got up to pee, and apparently, Chris didn't realize I had gotten up to pee, and so the door started to open. And I first I thought it was the cat, and then I realized it was opening too far, and there was no cat at my feet. And so I stuck my hand out and said, "I'm peeing," because I don't turn on the lights in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. He screamed like a little girl. It freaked us both it, out. It scared the shit out of me because I don't. When I get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I don't even open my eyes. Really, it's like a like really tired. Like kind of feel my way around the room, get to the bathroom. I and thought was, it was weird. The door was shut a little ways. But Boone's yelling at you all of a sudden. He's just like, "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, I go to open the door. She's like, "I'm being." And it just scared the shit out of me because someone said something. I thought she was still in bed because I didn't even. <laughs> well, I think she was helping the relationship. I, yeah. I just think there, you know, you can share a lot of stuff in a relationship, but I don't think that any one who is partnered with anyone should see each other going uh, to the bathroom. I agree. I don't. I pee in front of Brie all the time. Yeah, but I turn my head. <laughs> He's such a dick. I, she, she's in the shower. And I'm like, I gotta pee. <laughs> so I like Never turn fun. around and. <laughs> That is the that is the one. Uh, he thinks it's funny. He I, does it because he knows it bugs me. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what all else right. to say. You're you're ruining the relationship. <laughs> it's I'm, all down. I'm sensing an end here. It scared the crap out of me though too because like it just kept coming and then he just yelled in the most ungodly. Oh God. <laughs> You should see when I wake up in the middle of the night oh, when I get horrible. scared awake. <laughs> he sits up. He's he's like a zombie Frankenstein creature thing. I like shoot up. My mouth's wide open. I'm taking in a heat. I'm like, <gasps> like, yeah. like I'm waking the dead. <laughs> it's great. It's not good. It's not good. So, uh, Jess, you had a little bit of a... I don't even know how it happened. Like, my mind is still blown, and I don't... It's I try to keep, like, things inside a lot, as you know. <laughs> but you're not very good at this one, keeping this No, one I'm not good at this one. So, about Two days three ago, weeks ago, oh. I took a picture at the farmer's market. They have a... Uh, old coots uh, giving bad advice for free, is what their banner says, and really bad comic sans, which is apparently all anybody can see (laughs) when they make comments and they give advice there's like six of them and so I took a picture I posted on my Instagram as I do and 
um, didn't really think anything of it. And about a week ago, Allison Krogan, who's on Fox 13, had posted, you know, squad goals. Does anybody know these people? And I didn't even think of the picture. I just thought, oh, this is cool. Like somebody else took a picture and recognized that these people were there. And another friend sent me a couple days later, hey, your people have gone viral. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And two mornings ago, somebody liked my Instagram post and I was looking at the photo and I was like, it just clicked in my head. I was like, wait a minute, this is my photo. (laughs) (laughs) And so I started tracing it back to the people that had been sharing it and how many times it had been shared. It's on the Dipley list that made one of those. It's on Twitter. It's on the photo site that I don't know how to pronounce the Imager. Imager. Uh, <laughs> I like it that way better. Um, it's on Facebook. It's on Reddit. <laughs> and so um, I tweeted at Imager yesterday and they were like, if you want us to pull it down, like we'd be happy to because there's nothing like photos being taken without credit being given. And I was like, absolutely not because the person that posted it has had 94,000 views. Why would I take that away from them? Wow. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they're like, you deserve some kind of like, you know, digital karma <laughs> or something. <laughs> and and so some guy, the, the friend of mine who lives in Illinois, she got it from her friend who got it from a pastor in Mississippi <laughs> who had posted it <laughs> about like, this is what I want to do when I'm an old man. His had 84,000 shares. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm viral with I'm ghost viral. You, so you've had an internet success story. Yeah. You are an internet ghost disease viral. now. Then it happened again. What? What? Didn't it happen again with your other picture? No, just that one. Oh, that one. Yeah, oh, I thought just you had that one. one. My so. my only internet win is I got a tweet liked by the guy who does the voice of Master Shake on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> no so way, that's you, a you huge a, deal. No, no yours, way. yours is much bigger. Jack, no way. Jack Maxwell from the Booze Traveler. He commented on one of my. Wow. See, so that's my. We're nerds like that. Eighteen and half and a half seconds. I, it, but but point being, if if you're pulling somebody's like original work, credit them. I get there's so many things circulating out there that can't be credited. That's the kind of like somebody tweeted me and was like, Aren't, "Isn't this kind of irony? You just posted this picture from somebody else without giving them credit." And I said, "No, it's not irony. It's truth. Like that's." <laughs> the digital age that we live in between Pinterest and all these other sites where images are just shared over mm-hmm. and over again. But somebody had to pull that picture from my Instagram if you want in the it, first place. If you want so, it to be yours, watermark it. So, no, even the guy is an artist that called me on it and he was like, it doesn't matter how much you watermark it, people can pull that off. So anyways, so if you can credit people, all my profiles are locked. You can't share any of my stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It makes it Every very difficult. Every once in a while I've tried. I'm like, oh, podcast. that's cool. Your dog. I'm like, oh, fuck you, Brie. <laughs> hey, I have had stalkers. two different stalkers and one of them came to my place of work and when his dad was dying and stalked me there and one guy drove past what he thought was my house and he had just found my old house's address so everything's locked down no, I understand nobody that. can see anything that I post unless you have been I don't understand that. that I don't understand the stalker thing like I don't I don't know what clicks in someone's brain where they become that obsessed well so I've told these stories about my kids my daughters keep getting stalked by crazy people in this person so the, when Cassie had her car towed, the guy that was oh, following yeah. her in the car and wouldn't leave her alone, even though she was like, I'm on the phone with my mom, I don't need your help, he wouldn't let her alone. Then like maybe three weeks later, 
she was walking a dog and a guy was stalking her in his car again got out of his car got in her face wouldn't leave her alone sean had somebody following her from light to light (laughs) got out out of his car car, knock on her window and she's dumb enough she freaking rolls it down what what makes people think that's okay their their parents never taught them uh, any uh, any proper manners. Look at that full circle parenting. Yeah. Their parents were their friends. That's the problem right there. They're, they're, they, the, the parents didn't want to you know they didn't want them to the, hate them. My my parents taught me you know how to approach people and and be civil. I'm I'm your friend. I'm not going to tell you how to do that. You'll figure it out. No, it's 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 again it's 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 parenting. I think so much is parenting. A lot of things can be traced. A lot of bad behavior can be traced back to parenting. I think the best parents are the ones that decide not to have any kids. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like that's a that's well, if yeah, you I'm ask me, that's a count. solid parenting piece. It does count because there's plenty of unmarried parents. <laughs> you just tell yourself, I hate kids. That's it. Well, well it, I don't think I don't think it's that. I don't hate kids, kids either. It's, yeah, it's not that I hate them. It's it's uh, it's that uh, I just I just know I will fuck it up. I I don't know. I don't. I don't think you would have. You seem smart enough. But I mean, I think it's good to recognize that. And and I'm going to be clear, Carrie. That time's passed, so (laughs) you're not. This is not the time to have kids for you. Hey, do you know, like, who are all these people that are? I'm not saying he can't physically have kids. I'm saying the time Uh, for you to have kids is passed. Because if you do, you're going to be really old. When I would consider you having kids now fucking it up. How old do you guys think I am? <laughs> well, no, think about it. In 20 years, <laughs> you'll God's be sake. 70, You're right? You're in the 50s, right? I, I am I am up in the neighborhood. Yeah, I know so. how old you are because you're, I know exactly how but, much older you are than I am. <laughs> but So when your kid graduates from high school, you're 70. But even you're if the you're, grandpa. Even if you're 40, I think 40 is that line where it's, you know, your kids are graduating and you're retiring at the same time. That's a little crazy to me. Or ideal. I mean, I, ha- I <laughs> worked with a guy. I worked with a guy whose kids, literally, he graduated uh, the day his daughter graduated with her bachelor's He graduated. Degree. He retired. He, he retired when she graduated with her bachelor's. Which, I mean... It's I mean, retiring. cool. It's like graduating. But right? if they do have kids, like the grandkids are going to know their grandparents for all of about 10 years before they if die. That. If that. Yeah. I was okay with it. <laughs> they weren't that great. <laughs> that See, I had my i I had all four of my grandparents and two great grandmothers when I was born, and my my parents were older. Like my mom was twenty seven or something when she had me, mm-hmm. something like that. So she's she just turned seventy one. But then I, my husband was six and a half years older than me, and so we decided we should start having kids because he was about twenty seven. But I was younger, so now I'm kind of on, not the younger side, but I mean, I'm not. Every every one of my grandparents screwed me up in some in some way, so, it, and some sometimes just minor things. Like uh, the reason that I don't drink beer is because my first exposure to it, I was six, and we're you know, okay, so we're down <laughs> we're down on the farm. And uh, we're getting ready to plant potatoes. Now, the way you plant potatoes is you take potatoes and you cut them up. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to make sure that one of the pieces has a, a, an eye on it. And that's, that's how you prepare. And then you get them in this planter thing and it drops them down one at a time and into the furrow. And, and, and that's how you plant potatoes. So we're cutting up the potatoes. It's a hot day. And there's my grandpa and uh, on my mother's side. And uh, he... Uh, 
he's got his uh, his 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 Olympia beer. He was he was an Olympia beer guy. That was his label, and I just. Uh, know for what it was or anything and i just i just knew it was hot and i said grandpa can i have a drink of your soda and he goes sure (laughs) (laughs) and so i approach it as though it's a sprite or something you know i just sweet soda i just go all in and and the next thing i know this horrible thing is happening to me and i'm you know just spitting it out to this day when i taste beer that sense memory comes back so i i don't drink beer I don't think I'm missing anything. No, you're not. I but don't drink beer either. Because, you know, beer just fills you up and, and it takes more of it to get you drunk. And, and so it just seems to be, you know, vodka is so much more efficient. I agree. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm a vodka and girl, too. Potatoes, so and it's potatoes. And it's potatoes. And, you know, yeah, it's, uh, grand, uh, grandparents are overrated. I, I'm curious. Did, That's a controversial statement. Did you? What? Nah. Did your dad ever? Did your dad ever say anything about you not having kids, or ever hope that you had had? Oh, kids? he he held out hope to the to to his last day on earth. He held out hope that uh, that uh, I would I would come back to the LDS church. Oh no, wait, it's not that anymore, is it? Yeah, he was hoping I would the come church. back to the church, and he was still hoping that I would have kids. To on his last breaths, he still held you, out hope. You sure? You sure you don't want to? Yeah. <laughs> he and and that's why I never submitted my papers to to leave the church um, until I knew he was in the ground. How presumptuous know? is that, by the way? That the they want to say the church. <laughs> I read that when I was reading the 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 decree, the the vision of God being handed down to the prophet, and the acceptable uh, the acceptable abbreviations are the church and the Church of Jesus Christ. This like, is the church formerly known as Mormon. That's some presumptuous shit. Now there are well, a lot of religions out there in in the U.S. in particular. When you say the church. Nine out of ten people think you're talking oh, yeah. about the Catholic. Well, I told him, yeah. just so you know. Oh, I know. Well, it's it's marketing. It's really it just is. marketing because when you when you approach someone about this church, uh, they immediately go Mormon polygamist, mm-hmm. and and they've tried getting rid of the word Mormon for the, uh, uh, years and years ago. They tried getting. They got to change of it. the name of their book first. I but think. then, well, and then there's the problem is that they won't change the name of the book because it's a sacred text. But uh, they uh, they then they tried. Well, we'll just embrace it. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll just embrace it. And so they had the marketing campaign. The whole meet the Mormons. Where they they embraced it and they found out that didn't work mm-hmm. either. You know, so now they think if they just stop saying the word that when they go to you know some other country and they knock on the door and this mormon polygamist you know it's like when people hear i'm from utah and i'm out of state or somewhere else it's, it happens all the time this is oh utah oh you're mormon then no yeah. how many wives well, then, do you have then you must uh, you must uh, ski that's no so well, why do you live in utah is the third question inevitably <laughs> inevitably you know. Really ask you why? Then why do you live there? You Did you say have you been there? <laughs> well, I would say. Uh, no, I got that question the other day. I was mm-hmm. on the phone uh, with a, a customer in Houston, and it was a new guy at this restaurant that I'd never talked to. And he says, "Oh, you're in Salt Lake, land of the Mormons." <laughs> yes, and I said, "Yeah, yeah. there, there is no denying." And now so, you can correct him and say, "No, it's not." The so, do you have one you wife or more than one wife? <laughs> was the very next question. <laughs> how many wives I, you got? I, just, I told him he should just said, "I don't have any wives. I live in." And I said, I don't know how the fuck anyone can deal with more than one. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's strictly marketing. I've I've never seen a religion so concerned with marketing other than the Scientologists. 
You know, I, I can't true. think of any other church that is so concerned about marketing. I keep getting mailers from them. The Scientologists? Because I had, yeah, because there's one in Salt Lake. I don't know how they there go. Is, I drove by it last out. night. Didn't they build something new down, yeah. downtown-ish? Yeah, I just yeah. drove by it yeah. last night. Yeah. keep getting mailers. It's very lit up. It's because... Scientology <laughs> and Mia love fa- mailers. Like it's because they think that you're going <laughs> to buy their books, mm-hmm. and they know that you're not Mormon anymore. Maybe it's because of all the research, religious research you've done. Maybe That's you've been leaving ago, little though. cookies everywhere. Years ago. That's but, probably it. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they know. They've got a well, computer. The computers now. Well, they are they are the real church. So <laughs> just ask them. They L- know. L. Ron Hubbard left them some good instructions. Yeah. What a. <laughs> no, I just I always whenever I'm approached I just go no I'm a friend of Leah Remini it's <laughs> she's my buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. Man, they, do you they, know Leah? They gotta hate her. She's my friend. <laughs> they gotta hate her. So well, they much. do. There's there's suing uh, her and uh, the guy on the show. Uh, what's they're, never, they're never gonna win suing that lawsuit. Right. Which show? Which she got on and basically oh, oh you haven't seen she this? did a she did a, oh, her, a mini oh, series that turned into yeah, a bit so, of a show. I thought you were talking about the never mind. They did two seasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I haven't heard. And like Q and A's too. I haven't heard whether the third season's coming or not. I don't know. They can't get any more Scientologists. If a church is true, why would you care? (laughs) If your church is true, why would you care what somebody else says? Exactly. Who cares? Exactly. It's like someone saying our podcast sucks. Okay. It's 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 not. I don't care. It's not. It's not because the church is true or not. It's because the people at the top are afraid they're going to stop making so much damn money from these books. yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So we need to get in a little farm talk before we get any farther along. Uh, what's going on oh, okay. the far, at the farm? Well, first, I want to find out. Did you get anything out? <gasps> I got, oh, my gosh. So I got two zucchini, and then last night, I walked out because of the rain, and there was, it was this morning, actually, yeah. and I look out the window, and I see laying in the bed a zucchini like this damn big. I'm like, I it didn't ha- even it's know. It's magic. <laughs> I want to put a camera out there that's like focused on a zucchini <laughs> plant. And have you go out like and look, and there's it. no zucchini. And then the next morning, there's a zucchini the they size of so Mississippi. Fast. Well, if you called it uh, watchmyzucchinigrow.com, <laughs> that's already taken. Pornhub owns that. You'd have a lot of uh, views. Pornhub <laughs> definitely owns that already. Probably. Hey, do you do you have like Google a beekeeper that. in your neighborhood? Because you have a crap ton of bees in that lavender bush. Oh, really? Good. Oh, good. I don't know if we have a beekeeper in the neighborhood, but the, the, I'm glad that they're making it back because. When I first moved here, there were quite, I've been here for well, more than 10 years, quite a few bees. And then we went through several years of me not seeing any of them. And now, if it, oh, I'm glad if they're, if they're yeah, back, there's, then there's that's terrific. Tons. There were probably a couple hundred in there. Oh, wonderful, bush. wonderful, wonderful. I'm happy to hear that. Good. Uh, not my bees. A little too far for my bees. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have, Do they have bees like can five go on miles. Adventure? Maybe your bees would have let us pet them. Jess said it was okay if I tried to pet one. You can pet bees. bees. If you can pet bees? If yeah. they're honeybees. Mm-hmm. Like that? Yeah, just like that. They're wasps, yeah. so I wouldn't suggest <laughs> No. Well, I, was well like, I didn't say wasps. I saw someone post a picture of a wasp that got into their like sandwich bag, and they said it was a bee. I'm like, that ain't no bee. <laughs> That's a wasp, and they probably loved being in with that meat, because they love meat, wasps do. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well. Now I'm concerned because I'm, <laughs> I'm made of meat. <laughs> <laughs> they like rotting flesh, though. That's well, the preferred. Again, I'm oh, concerned. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> we just had that discussion. We decided am, you weren't that old. I am a hundred, after all. I, <laughs> I mean, shouldn't be Chris having kids. Because um, also more meat. I'm just saying, it's a little late in life for kids. I I could pull it off. I'm confident. I'm confident I could pull it off. I'm just not going to. <laughs> 
So, so from corn. Yes. I don't, I don't remember if we talked about this, but we harvested corn. Yes. We got, I don't think we talked about it. You just sent the pictures. No, couple, we talked about it. Did we last I swear night? you mentioned that you had a couple of wheelbarrows on the podcast. I, I yield to Jess. Yes, she, she knows, knows everything. I do the show right? notes, and I'm telling you, we didn't yeah, talk we didn't about it. So, yeah, I got about two wheelbarrows. I thought full. you mentioned it when Travis was there. A corn. A lot of mm-hmm. corn. And then the bees are just about ready, speaking of bees, just about ready to harvest honey. So, how long do, your, how long do you go with your corn that you harvest before you guys start canning it? Uh, so, with corn, the tassels are kind of a greenish color. As soon as they turn brown and start to shrivel, you've got a couple of weeks to harvest, and then the stalks will die like that. Mm-hmm. So, the, the stalks started to go, so that was kind yeah, of... Yeah, but the, once you once you actually harvest, do you, oh, you yep. hang on to the cobs for a while, or do you got to... Nah, they don't. Pretty quick? They, I mean, they'll last for maybe a week. So, you, you're canning so it's right pretty quick. So, yeah, we did all of it last weekend. So, we, so what, we didn't can can this time what we did is freeze so we parboil or par what do you call it par yeah parboil parboil just enough to kind of loosen everything up and then we cut it and we put it in usable size ziploc bags and then frozen we probably got 25 30 bags keep uh, like a dozen ears and let them dry out you know like you for for your decoration let them dry out but then take that corn take it off of the cob obviously you have a black frying pan Mm mm-hmm Put in the black frying pan with some oil in there, and roast them up, and they'll 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 fill up. They'll kind of get round and and brownish, and then put them on the put them on the plate. Some salt, corn nuts. Sounds amazing. Yeah, sounds just like They're corn delicious. Nuts. We uh, dad used to make those all the time, and we were the most popular spot in the small <laughs> town that we grew up for for Halloween. You'd give them Halloween, so we'd go find these little bags and. Corn nuts, and then after a while, it just got to the point where it was too insane. There were too many Everybody people. Yeah, but in, these, in this day and age, you hand out some homemade thing, yeah. you'd be avoided like the plague because there's needles in it. Yeah. Well, this was 75 years ago. And yeah. so. <laughs> I mean, this was when he was a baby. Meth, still, yeah. so. <laughs> meth and needles. So the the chickens. So all the corn that I mean, going through that much corn, there's some that have got worms and bugs, and so the the chickens got it all. So they were in heaven for about three hours. Oh yeah. How's, the, how's, how's the, Mr. Uh, Kinkles? Yeah. Still think, uh, the, the verdict is still out whether it's going to be Mr. Kinkles. Can't you see if he has a wiener or not? It's those nuggets. They're hard to find. <laughs> Chicken nuggets are tough. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to. Well, he so had a Mrs. Jer- fluffy Jeremy, pants yeah, they used once. to have Mrs. Fluffy Pants, so he raises chickens as well, and he used oh, to have okay. Mrs. Fluffy Pants. So he had Mrs. Fluffy Pants, and then one day Mrs. Fluffy Pants started to crow. And became Mr. Fluffy Pants. Mm-hmm. He and died a couple of years ago. Like a year. He's not even that oh, yeah. Like and then, a year ago. so we got, we've lost a few chickens like you do. So we got four new ones a couple of weeks ago. Let's yeah. be clear. Jeremy has the best chicken game in town, right? So he's been doing chickens for a long time. He doesn't ever raise them from chicks. No, that's a Because he pain. finds neighbors and people nearby that are going, yeah, we I'm going to do chickens. And so they buy like nine chickens. And for the first nine months when they don't lay, they're raising them. They're like, these things suck. We're getting rid and of them. And they don't want them. And they're like, and he's like, you take them. You did all the hard work. Now I'll just have free eggs. Well, yeah. First of all, I'm glad I don't live next door to you. Second, <laughs> um, yeah, this urban chicken fad, I, I keep telling everyone, hey, grew up on a farm. You're going to hate that. Um, we talked about you know? this last time we were here, and that actually ended up being the title of our episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chickens, chickens are the worst. They're yeah. just the so, worst. So they all end up giving me their chickens. Anyway, so we inherited four new chickens. I guess it was about a month ago because it was yeah, when it was, you were over helping me with my computer stuff. Uh, 
anyway, my kids name them, and one of them was is Little Miss Cankles because she's got massive legs. Little Miss Cankles, <laughs> the, the the tail feathers have started to. So it's it's, it's a sign, Mister Cankles. Cankles. It's going to probably be Mister Cankles. So I do live on a half acre. So how come he can't be Little Mister Cankles like she was Little Miss Cankles? Why does he just have to be Mister Cankles? Well, we don't want to. We don't want to emasculate him. Yeah. What the? It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking chicken. <laughs> to be fair, Jeremy does a lot with his chickens, so it's not just raising chickens for eggs. They take all the chicken shit and fertilize their Put own in the garden. garden. Mm. So you're he has true, a little teeny you tiny are a farm. True urban farmer. He is. He, <laughs> you're one of the few who are doing it correctly. The right way. He doesn't have flowers yes. in his yard. He just uses flowering plants and all of his plants. I still plants say you're going to get tons of complaints and problems once someone moves into the house behind you. The problem. Who cares? Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, they should be aware well, they're, they're moving. They're putting million dollar homes right behind me. Oh, really? Yeah. It well, was an alfalfa field. They, well, it's a farm, but they need to be aware. Uh, you bought the house next to a farm. Yeah. That, got, that's going to happen. There's a beehive. Got, there's chicken. You know, there's beehive. I got chickens. I got... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Two wiener dogs. You know, I, I before I landed on this house, we looked at several, and I found out I was living next door to Republicans, and guess what? I, did, <laughs> I didn't buy. <laughs> so don't blame me, because you moved next door to a farm. <laughs> well, it is Riverton. Yeah. I mean, exactly. you, would, you would think you, if I... You built on farmland. Yeah, we were here first... Assholes. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, and and so all of my neighbors were on half acre or just shy of half acre. All the stuff going in behind me. So the, the little stretch straight behind me, they're putting 26 houses in what should be, oh, four, maybe five. Mm. But they'll be 26 So they're, they're like, you know, 10 foot on either side, 20 feet it's from like, the back. Hey, can I have an egg? Thanks for handing yeah. it to me through the kitchen And they're window. coughing up a million bucks. Just blows me away. Crazy. Housing shortages, man. Anyway, Jess, do you have any events? Yes, I do. So, we so talked... Real quick, I'm going to interrupt you because I like to do that. No, you don't. It's Chris's job. What the hell? I'm beating him to the punch. So, you remember last up. time we were here? Does this... Does this... this so last time we were here, I had just cut my finger practically off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a week before. Oh, with the head clippers. And I have the whole big bandage on. Right. Okay, And yeah. we were doing the hand-raising thing to take turns so we don't cut each other off. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here like this, and the whole time you're like... <laughs> that just came to me. Anyway, okay, Jess. <laughs> yeah, we it's don't, all good. We don't have so to do, it came to him, but he didn't learn a damn thing. Yeah, no, well, and we don't, have to, we don't really have to do that anymore after two and a half years of doing the show. Like, we're pretty good about not... Excuse me, ten years of Geek Show still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All you, right. You have a lot more cats to harangue than than we do. More than more than two, you need a, a traffic cop. You need a traffic cop more than two. Just my professional observation. Well, well, I don't some know. of our I, things I we're going to ask you a professional. Yeah, we'll get into that. In a, oh, okay. We'll get into know. that, and in, when we actually get to the whole reason why we're here, this is just oh, the intro. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. we were here. Yeah, I know. We still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flashbacks. Events is the separation. So there's intro, then events, and then something. Ah, After events, it gets real. Okay. All right. Okay. So, Chris, you need to go to this event. We talked about it last week at Ocean Mart, 90th South, Fa Cooking. Remember? Oh, yeah. Fucking. I have talked about the Fa King. Uh, I've never seen them do classes before, so it's 20 bucks. Oh, they're teaching how to do Yeah. Come? Where are yeah. they going to do them? So they though? have, like, right at the front of the store, they have that little, like, cafe area. And from what I understand, that's the area that they're the place is already, doing in. That so, place is a freaking madhouse, like, nonstop. 
It's huge. I'm sure that they can find some space. Where's this again? Where? So it's at Ocean Mart it's on 90 next South. Door, next oh, door right to the liquor the store. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so that you can get your tickets through Eventbrite. It's at 630 on the 28th. Um, well, it's, it's, it's an art. Oh, oh I'm it, sure. It really is. It's a, it's a, it's a process to make really good pho. Real pho is like a couple of days of yeah. pho making. Oh, yeah. Basically. It's 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 not just throw it down. It's you I know, just want to eat it. It's delicious. <laughs> Somebody else can make it. That's why you I'll, gotta, I'll, in, I'll bask in their that's delicious why you skills, their mad skills. Speaking of pho, kind of, sort of, in a way. So I was watching a show last night and I saw a commercial for the Eat Utah. Have you seen any of those? Yes. The local Eat Utah? Mm-mm. Yes. Viet was in it. Oh, nice. Oh, says, it says bird. working late and he's sitting there at his desk and oh, he's cool. doing his thing. And says, have you been to, have you been to Pretty Bird? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, oh yeah. So I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. I had to rewind. I'm like, hold yeah. on just a second. Yeah, it's Viet. He was actually. Uh, yes, that is coming up at the beginning of September, I believe. And it's just basically making sure to eat out at local Utah places, farmer's market, stuff like that. Don't supporting go local to food. the Sizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the 26 Park Silly is back. It's been off for the last couple weeks. They've been doing other events. The 26 is also the zombie walk downtown. It's already that time again? You, yes, I know. Isn't that weird? So they don't have a spot yet set up uh, as of when I wrote this down. So we just follow them on Facebook. It's the 11th annual. I didn't know zombies were popular in Salt Lake that long. So, uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> so the, <you> <laughs> the, the primary religion here is a belief in zombieism. So. That's Jesus, by the way. We had this discussion last week, too. I tried to say he was a vampire, but no. (laughs) He's definitely. uh, Time and place. We talked about the 26th down on uh, 9th 9th and 4th. They're doing a a cutting and plant share swap. So you can take in three of your trimmings, go swap with somebody else, and then grow something new. Can we just call it it Harvey Milk Boulevard from now on? If I remember, I thought Harvey Milk so. was still ninth. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole way. But wow. it's, it's I like the name Harvey Milk Boulevard. Yes. Doesn't every city pretty much have a Harvey Milk? No, they all have a Martin Luther King. And MLK, MLK Drive in almost every city is like the worst fucking street to be on. <laughs> <laughs> it's six south for us. Which is fine. Yeah. Is it? Clearly, I've never By the paid way, attention to that street sign. So I just went and used the bathroom, and your soap is is <laughs> sparkling, sparkling lemon citrus, and your lotion is peach bellini. I don't. Again, it's 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 it's, all it, it's, it's affordable and available. It's I know. Not, I, I just had to make a correction. Okay, you know, all right. Just in case. Right. You just need to start saying it's exotic, and you paid a lot so of. You money have for no it. idea. You we guys. bought this in all shit. your travels when um, we went to travel. We stayed at the Four Seasons in Maui, and when we got there, we found this soap and we <laughs> we had to have we it. have to have it we have it shipped in special on a weekly basis because i want it fresh i will not have stale soap in my house it's made by hawaiian grandmas yes but sold at walmart in hawaii yeah <laughs> so it's cool that we're here with carrie because coming up is comic-con we're two weeks out can from we say comic-con or oh sorry fanex formerly known as yeah, formerly for, known as they're they're allowed for a little while to say Fanex, formerly Salt Lake Comic Con. Yes. And it's then now, after a while, they have to drop. They that. want to be known as the con. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Don't call it SLCC. Uh, that no, it's amazing. a comic That's convention. That's a college, right? Yeah. Uh, so the 6th to the 8th, uh, do you already know your panels? Are uh, you doing apparently anything? Apparently, I haven't looked yet. I uh, Apparently, they're posted, uh, but I haven't looked yet. 
So I, I don't know yet. And, and the, the assignments usually come down at the last minute uh, because it all depends on everyone's schedule because there's so many people involved. And, and, and so uh, I, I really won't know what's going on until later this week. What are, Who I are do- you looking forward to this time? You keep, I hear, keep hearing you say this is the biggest ever. And really I guess is. it really depends on your, your fandom, but th- that's how they're marketing this one is by fandoms. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is, uh, as far as the lineup goes, it is really huge. Well, uh, I mean, you're yeah. getting top stars. You, you've got Ben Affleck. Yeah. You've got <laughs> Jason <Ben> Momoa. <laughs> You've got uh, Dave Bautista's coming. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring my boxing gloves, and I think that's gonna who I'm going to have my photo op with, and I'm going to have him put a boxing glove, and I'm going to put a boxing glove have, on. Have you bought your uh, Bautista photo op yet? No. Do it, because he's only here for half One a day. day. Oh, only half a day. Like half okay. a day. He's not going to do a celebrity pen. Is that the one you want? Maybe. They so, bought me a photo op for, for my birthday, birthday. Oh, good. and I haven't been able to decide... Who I want do that one? So yeah, because it's a limited window with him. It'll probably sell out pretty quickly. But they did just announce Dottie from from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and she was in Better Off Dead, so she can yes. sign my VHS. I was gonna say, don't you have a bunch of the signatures on? And that? she Isn't does. That I don't want Better. I have uh, not had Better Off Dead signed because I had John Cusack sign like an art print that I bought. So and they have. They, she's done a ton of voice work, actually. Tons. Oh yeah, yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of nerded out because they just uh, announced uh, Lorraine Newman. And I was gonna say oh, yeah, she has her. done tons, but all of hers is like additional voice. If you go look on IMDb, so she's done tons. But it's just I'm, a, you know, fan of Saturday Night Live from back, yes, back from then. Old school. I would just love to sit and talk about how. Why is she still with us and not, you know, because her lifestyle back then was <laughs> extremely dangerous. She was, she, she, she could keep up with Belushi. Maybe that's you the know? panel that you'll get and you can. <laughs> so I will say, talking about all these voice actors, that to me, I mean, I want to call it the best kept secret, but it is always a full room. But the, the twisted tune stuff that they oh, do. Yeah, get there early. It is the best panel in the entire con, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's freaking hilarious. They get, all these people, like Carrie they Payton, drop in guests. or Peyton Carrie, I don't remember which. Car- he's got he's got two first names. It's Carrie Payton, sir. <laughs> yeah. um, but he, he he he'll drop in and do voices. But there's so many of these stars that do voices that will just drop in and. I don't know what they're reading this year. I don't know if it's been announced, but they've done Star Wars, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. They did Beauty and the Beast, and they do it in voices like you know Ironhide the Transformer or um, <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. I can't way, wait to I'm hear really, Tommy from Rugrats do voice work. I'm really bugged because the so the new Bumblebee movie is coming out in November, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the few people that love all of those movies, mm-hmm. and they are not using. The previous voice actors for that movie. I know it's a new director, but I was really pumped well, to see that. That's the reason I'll go see that movie. Well, now <laughs> I only I only saw one or two of them. Bumblebee doesn't speak in the movies, no. right? So Mark Ryan was here for FantasyCon a couple of years ago, okay. and he has done Bumblebee's voice in the because he does the like the it's all radio radios, stuff. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he has been doing that, and I had a chance to have like. A huge oh, so conversation with him. Oh, so he was doing a him. bunch of voices then. Right. And, so, and also, Jess Harnell, he's not doing anything in this new one. And I was like, oh, that's kind of like, I like all those people. <laughs> no. Well, there's no Ironhide, probably. Well, maybe you'll yeah. like maybe you'll like all the ones that they get to. Maybe. I'm just excited that Michael Bay has nothing to do with this damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, without getting into too many details, you are part of a new... Um, a group, group, a panel. I think it's, it's called the 
community council. And how did that come about, and what are you guys focusing on for this Comic-Con? Are you allowed to talk about it? Well, we, we had our first official meeting yesterday. Actually, Um, and uh, that was the first chance that we all got to sit in a room together. Not everybody could make it. Jay was in Boston doing comedy, so we Skyped him in. And uh, we had Deborah Jensen on on a speakerphone. uh, She's up in Logan. Yeah, she's just I insisted that she be on this council. She I said I told them there's no way I'm going to be involved unless she's on this council, because you need someone who's going to look you in the face and say you're wrong and not just go along with everything. That's great. And that's that's what has been great about this council is that. it's it was put together to kind of help you know because Dan and Brian are run the con they're they're they are self admittedly two old white guys who are often don't understand you know Brian will say you know I I think like a coder I don't really think like a person often you know and and that's at least they admit scientist brain yeah exactly yeah. They, at least they admit that and so they they reached out and said we need some help and and so there was a, a very uh, smart uh, lawyer who is also a fan uh, a geek and uh, he he volunteered he said I, I th- this guy's got an amazing uh, pedigree. I'm not mentioning his name because I don't know if he if he wants to be. He's not on the council. He just kind of helped, you know, arrange the whole thing. Uh, but uh, he he said, "I I love the event. I love the fans. I love what's happening, and and maybe we can help to put together a uh, a, a set of guidelines." So that everybody can be aware of, you know, this shit is not tolerated. And yeah. and, and I saw the guidelines yesterday, and they're very specific uh, about the behavior that will not be tolerated. And uh, so once we got that all agreed upon yesterday, and there were a lot of changes, and Deborah, of course, had, had a lot to say about it. I love her. And then it was, it was, this is all right, we'll make the changes, we'll finalize this. And uh, we, we're, we're going to get it to the participants, the people involved. Uh, there will be a process if anything happens. Uh, they went through the Attorney General's office here in Utah. They have an 800 number, and that will be promoted throughout the con. That if you see anything or you know or uh, have it happen to you, call this 800 number, and it'll be acted upon. This number will be 24 hours during the entire con, cool. and it's a similar procedure that they put in up at Sundance for the film festival. And it's been very helpful. There have been quite a few uh, incidents that have been Taking handled very quickly. And uh, so I, I think that, you know, I know there are a lot of people who are sitting on the sidelines and, and making snarky comments. But if if you had been in that room with me and seeing all of these people and all of the the, the good vibes and, and how they, they want to help keep it a safe place... I don't know how you could sit and make snarky comments after witnessing that. And I wish we could have opened that up to everyone, but for legal reasons, you, you just really can't. You have to proceed because, see, with me, I can get on the radio and I can say things, and the First Amendment protects me. But if I'm a business, I can't do that. So you have to be. You have to be very careful about what you say. Yeah. Because you can't get sued. So, and that's the, that's the difference between me being the shithead on the radio versus a company called you know Dan Farr Productions. So, I mean, but even on the radio, too, to some degree, you have to be careful of what you say. Oh yes, just like a business, even if they don't get sued, the immediate backlash from saying something crazy, well, like what Richie said yesterday on the radio, <laughs> the immediate backlash of something like that, where you're you're saying it in conversation and it doesn't like 
completely click what you say, mm-hmm. the immediate backlash from that kind of stuff is, is devastating sometimes. It can ruin businesses, and, and it could certainly ruin a radio show. It, it could, you know, send your listenership downhill, and that's when you lose your job. Yeah, I it, and I, I still don't know how we're going to handle this whole Richie thing at, at the time of this recording. To, I don't know yet. To but. be fair, I think he's handled it pretty dang well himself on on social media at least. Um, there, but people have not been kind. No, <laughs> that no. You would oh, gee, what a surprise! The internet, yeah, yeah. Unkind, unkind and not understanding. That's yeah. a. I'm shocked. I'm just totally shocked. Yeah, that's uh, floored. That's probably a conversation for a different day. As you're in the middle of all that, it's but, just uh, amazing how many people think they know shit. Yeah. You know, and they're more than happy to tell you, "I know shit," when you really don't know shit. <laughs> you know? Until they get you in person, and then they, yeah. they just shut their damn mouth. Exactly. So. Um, um, back to what you were talking about, though. One thing I think that people can can put their faith in with this committee that you're on. Um, we interviewed Jay uh, before any of this was happening and talked to him afterwards about mm-hmm. his his feelings. And oh stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was off the air, right? Um, what made me feel better about Fan X was knowing that Jay Whitaker, Carrie Jackson, Deborah. I mean, the people that are made up of the committee. To me, the people that mm-hmm. I know, anyway, aren't bullshit people. So I don't feel like you and Jay are going to put up with fluff on the committee. And if no. there's fluff on the committee, then you're going to say. This isn't what I signed for. No, we're, up for. we're there. To, we're there to to, right. to make sure that there, there's no bullshit. And yeah. uh, and luckily, we've got some really smart people around us. Um, more people are going to be added to the committee. We had to meet first to decide what how that procedure would happen. And uh, there's there's some people I'm really excited about who have agreed to be on it. And I think their input ex- is extraordinarily valuable. You probably know all three of them. Um, but uh, and I'll talk about it off off the air. Right. But uh, I'm I'm positive about it, and and I will be upfront. And I said this to Dan and Brian: is that if I don't feel that this is you know helping, or if 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 I sense any bullshit at all, I'm gone. I will not be on this thing because. I mean, I, you, you have other shit to worry about in terms of <laughs> reputation as well. Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, you're you're worried about your brand. Fuck you. I'm worried about my brand. <laughs> my brand's right? older. You know? <laughs> more impactful to me, right? This second. Uh, but uh, you know, so that's just, uh, and and that is how I will proceed. And Jay, Jay, and I have had this conversation that if we sense any bullshit, we'll walk. And uh, so that's where that's where we're at right now it's it's uh, it's it's still new to the process we're, we'll, we'll probably make some mistakes in this first con um but uh once we you know get a well-oiled machine together i think it's it's going to be very helpful what my fanex moral compass carrie jackson <laughs> I, I mean i think that says a lot about like is is bad as is the the shit that happened when it happened with 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 those guys i think it speaks volumes to them trying to step away and put in a group that is going to take this over and try and do the right thing too yeah exactly they they realize that uh, i mean they're they're just bless them they're just a couple of awkward nerds and they realize you know we we fucked up and and maybe it's it's time to let somebody who who is a little more experienced in this kind of thing take over uh, i'm i'm not nearly as smart as the people on this on this council uh, they're they're all just an incredible bunch 
And uh, like Deborah does this shit for a living as a professor. Like, oh this yeah, is, this is her yeah. forte. So yeah, and the you know the the, the 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 lawyers that are on the council they're extraordinarily smart. They're all uh, First Amendment uh, specialists, and uh, uh, they this is what they do every day. And they're just they're fans, and they're they're volunteering. That's great because they they want to help. They, they I mean, we all enjoy the experience. I don't go for the celebrities. I really don't. Me neither. Me neither. I, I I go because I enjoy seeing, <laughs> you know, the, the the accountant who you know is is this you know straight you know suit and tie guy during the week, but now he's dressed as Conan and he's running around. <laughs> you know? I just true. I enjoy the shit out of that. And and you know, s- people talking, you know, they come up and talk to me about, uh, you know, I love hearing the stories about how uh, some sort of fandom. Help them through a difficult situation in their lives, you know, stuff like that. I just love it. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat's a little dry. Uh, that's that's why I'm volunteering. But again, if I sense any bullshit, I'm gone. So. Well, Chris and I always go for the panels. We we love it. We sometimes we even overbook it. We have to like at the end decide okay which panel do we really want to go to because we g- literally go from panel to panel. That's our thing. We we like the discussions. Um, but we have been known to say, okay, this isn't what we thought, and, and mm-hmm. get up and head out or something, but that's what we go for. And that's something else that I've been uh, helping uh, with, because I'm, I'm also on the programming committee. I should be getting paid. We should give you a <laughs> yeah. huge high five across the this? table. This sounds like it's going to be good. <laughs> um, I've been working with the programming committee about the panels and things like that. And uh, one of the things I've been doing is because you know, we've been looking at past panels, and, and, and you you made it this is why I thought of it because you said I went to a panel I thought it was going to be something else and it wasn't and that really that fault lies with the moderator mm-hmm. and so what I've been doing and, and Deborah's been uh, helping out as well uh, is we've been having meetings down at the headquarters for people who are moderating panels cool. and teaching them how to do it and you know just giving them some tips and suggestions and one of the things that we have told them is if, if the topic is this, if it's stated that this is the topic, try to not stray from that. Uh, you know. Have you told them to be a moderator and not a panelist? Right, and then there's we, that. Went, we went to the podcast panel and it was just all stories of what they'd been doing instead of a, mm-hmm. this is how you're going to put your foot in the door and this is how you need it started. So and it was, yeah, we the, all left. <laughs> the last panel that I was on, which was a while ago, was on the history of the comic book code. God, that was such a good panel. Oh, that's fascinating And stuff. we... Our moderator, I can't even remember who our moderator was. it Chris? No, it was uh, Tyler Hunsaker. Oh, that's so, right. That's but right. But he did a wonderful job. He Trent. announced the people Trent. on the panel, Trent. Trent. Trent gave a quick <laughs> overview. We gave a really quick, this is what the comic book code is. This is kind of mm-hmm. how it evolved. Mm-hmm. But then we opened it up to the people. And so it was. It was and I a, hate that go down the line thing. Yeah. It was much more of a discussion. Mm-hmm. And. and I thought that was one of the best panels, just the way it went, the way it flowed. And it was a packed room, and every, most most everybody walked away and said that that was really informative and cool. It's a fascinating story. Uh, but uh, that's And that's some of the things that I've been working with the moderators on is, is uh, I mean, my first tip to them is I say it doesn't work for everyone, but I really like to moderate from the floor. Mm-hmm. I like to get that portable mic, and I like to be on the floor in front of the panelists and walking into the audience and interacting with them. And again, from the floor, they can all see me, and I can traffic cop from there. And one of the things I said 
I said, if you don't get a chance to talk with your panelists, because we're all busy and everything, you don't get to talk to your panelists before you start the panel. Here's a quick three minutes. I'm going to teach you how to be on the panel discussion you can have. I'm the traffic cop. That's the first thing you say to them. I'm the traffic cop. I will put you in jail if you don't follow these rules. <laughs> now we're all going to be at panels being like, are they in jail? Right? Now, now here are the rules. Here are the rules. You don't talk over each other. Just like, you know, we have stop signs and signals. The finger. Like I try to teach you guys. Don't. If someone is talking, do not keep talking. Let them finish. But while they are talking, hold up your finger like I have something to say. That's the, that's the mime gesture. And I will see that. And then I will decide whether I want to go to you or the person next to you. But that's how it works. If you, if you do not do that, I'll give you a warning. But if you do it again, I'll give you a ticket. <laughs> Turn off your mic. <laughs> and the ticket is, I may stop going to you. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but you got to let them know. Watch me. Follow me. Don't worry, we're going to get everybody out there. Also, another very important thing is introduce yourself in less than 30 seconds. Because I've been on panels where people have cited their resumes. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like, okay, wonderful, great, okay, wonderful. Yeah, just, can you give me the big three? Just give me the big three, would you? That's good. Halfway right. done, you've just done interest. And, yeah. I, and I will say that... That goes both ways, though, too, because I see some panelists that get up there and they're like, hi, my name's so-and-so, I don't know why I'm here. That's another thing that we talk then about. Then walk out. Yeah, then why <laughs> the hell are you there? Like, the whole yeah. reason you're on the panel and not in the audience is you're supposed to be an expert of some sort. And, and that's, that's another thing that we talked about with the, with the moderators is when, when you sit with them, you say, never say that. Yeah. Because if you don't know why you're here, I don't want you here. All right? The moderators have got to take control of those rooms. 90% of the time, whenever I get complaints about a panel, I guarantee you we can blame the moderator for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, there, was, there were some people who were uh, asked to not be on panels. Or, well, it's not that they were asked. They just stopped being called to be on panels. Because some people accused them of being controlling of the panel. They talk too much. I guarantee you in that situation, because I know these people. I guarantee you in that situation, it was because the rest of the panelists were, ta were not talking. or mm -hmm. and, and this person could feel the silence and was like, okay. And the moderator was doing nothing about it, you know. So I, I did not blame the panelists for those instances. I blame the moderator for that. Yeah, unless you're Tracy Hickman. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I blame the moderator for letting him go too much. I've, I've been in a panel with Tracy Hickman, and the moderator went... Oh, yeah, you can hook up your laptop and go ahead and run whatever presentation you want. And then it was a fucking Tracy Hickman presentation the rest of the time. Again, you blame the moderator for that. It's <laughs> yeah. not Tracy's fault. He was told he could do that yep. by the moderator. It's the moderator's fault. Anyway, so that's just some of the stuff I've been doing. I've been spending way too much time on it. I can tell but you that. that means it's going to be a good, yeah. good convention. So That makes me really happy. We'll see. We'll see. I have okay. one more event. Oh, one more event. That was oh. still events. Yeah, this yeah. is Okay, no, because it ties oh, in. Oh, that was events? Perfect. Oh, okay. Yes, This yes, is it how, is our, this no, is this how our, our events run. Yeah, this is, we it's were. perfect. Okay. Um, so I actually didn't see this, and I wish that I had earlier, but it started on July 28th, and it runs till September 25th. Down at the Woodbury Art Museum at Utah Valley University, they are doing a heroes and villains of comic books that are rooted in Greek mythology. Oh, yeah. And so Chad Harden, who does Harley Quinn... Mm -hmm. um, um, Great it's, guy. Yeah, he's super nice. We've met him at Comic-Con. He's done artwork for James. Um, 
that his work will be there. There'll be a lot of it. You can draw your own artwork. It's just a whole uh, display um, uh, showing how it's evolved from ancient worlds. So you can go do that and then like prep yourself for Comic-Con or vice versa, go after. And And, and where's this again? So it's down at Utah Valley University at the Woodbury... Woodbury Art Museum. Oh, cool! Because Chad yeah. is Chad is. Uh, He's is he, he local? Yeah, he lives oh, okay. here now. Okay, and uh, he. I want to. I can't. I, I don't want to find. Want to say if he's teaching there. That would be, could be. rad. But he, or he's advising? He's, he's, he's involved. A class he's involved somehow with UVU, and I can't recall cool. exactly. It's been a long time since I talked to him, but yeah, he's he's in town now. That's awesome. Yeah. He's cool. Putting you guys in comic books is awesome. He's one of the best. Well, he, he really put, is. Put Shannon in that comic book and the, the reference to, to Jeff. I think I've got it right here. Aww. That was, have you seen, did no, you see uh, that? Yes. No, I did see it. That yes. is, that is just, worst, just yeah, so worst freaking worst cool. I, and it's, it. I mean, it's in the background. It's not the forefront necessarily. But which means that Shannon, Jeff, and Jimmy are canon. Yeah, they are that, DC which canon. Which is freaking awesome. <laughs> did you? I saw that post that Jimmy made where he's like, when you're watching a trailer and you're quoted. Did you happen to see that? Yeah, that was kind of cool. Oh, what he got quoted? In a yeah, he has a couple times. Yeah, yeah I think it was for Crazy Rich Asians. That guy is. It was. It was for Crazy Rich Asians. That guy, Jimmy. He said is. it was gorgeous. <laughs> he has really taken himself into places lately. So, And as uh, Jay pointed out, all I can see are the words, gorgeous Jimmy Martin. <laughs> <laughs> all I can see. <laughs> that's all I can see. <laughs> I, if I see that trailer, I will, that's how I'm going to see it from now on when I see that commercial. <laughs> we need to get him on the show. Oh, he'd love I'm to. Trying. He'd yes. love to. Because then we'll have had... Harry, Jay, <laughs> we've had Kat on the show. Oh, good. Yeah. She was awesome. She was so much fun. And we did cakes with her afterwards. <laughs> and then if we could get Jimmy, that'd be fun. You know what? This is not Maybe the one. It's not the issue, is it? No, I think this is just one that he gave me. Because I think he might be at the end. Isn't it closer to the end? I'll look later. Yeah. Do you We're, think they'll ever so. bring tattoo artists back? Uh, I don't know. That's that really rad. Uh, that's, a, that's I I would think so. I I know that they they did a panel one year about tattoo art, and yeah. then they had a, the bunch of them a couple of years ago that were in the middle of the yeah. That you had to you had to schedule you had to book them way out. Yeah, them. I'm getting tattoos for it's, my birthday. It is it is difficult. The permitting required to do tattoos on site. Yeah, there's, there's, there's permitting. The, uh, the cost of the venue. Uh, you know, am I going to be able to do enough tattoos to make it? Yeah, pay for itself. You know, I mean, that's 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 really the whole vendor situation is. You know, can you afford it? And do you in fact sell enough stuff to justify being there? So, so, so far they've come from when they begged you guys to set up a booth during the first convention because it got so they, big and they they paid vendors. for our booth and begged us to be there. The oh first, yeah, yeah, yeah. two. That's how I even started going, because you gave me a free pass, and I went the year that they hadn't organized it and stood in line around the building, and I texted Jeremy, and I'm like, I'm never going to get in in time for your panel, and so he came and, like, opened a door for me. Well, that's that's because it's the old uh, drug dealer's axiom. The first one's always free. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're back. But you you heard what (laughs) Carrie said about panelists that aren't getting invited back, right? So there's a reason. (laughs) I talk too much. No. Again, I blame the moderator. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was because Josh was one of the ones that got up there and said, "I don't know why I'm here." Yeah, he's on a panel about about board game design, and, and he was drunker. Who is a board game designer? Who has published and created multiple board games and, and say plays them all the time, and gets up there and is like, "I, I don't know." It's because he was so drunk. 
Is that the year he fell asleep on like a bench? Yeah. Oh god. Well, because it was like because we got there at I don't know what time seven or eight to set up to because we were we were manning the booth. We had shifts for our booth, so mm-hmm. so we got there at seven or eight. He probably had six beers. He was drunk by eleven. Probably had six <laughs> beers before eleven, and then he went and passed. Which isn't lobby. a problem if. You're just an attendee, and I, nobody gives a, a shit. But yeah. you've got some, which is to explains why by eleven a lot. <laughs> which explains why maybe you know he decided after twenty five because we weren't drinking enough. That's still a problem. Uh, oh, still anyway, more. Uh, are we still <laughs> events? Oh no, no, that's it. Yes, okay. Perfect. I think what we really want to talk about is is podcasting with you, Carrie, because we okay. you know, obviously we had an interview with you a hundred shows ago. Two years. I was so young. You were so young. You still could have had kids then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been okay with it, but two years, man. That's uh, (laughs) you've got a new dog since podcast years. Two years is a a long time. It really is. It really is. So, but we thought we'd do something a little bit. So Utah is Utah has a pretty thriving podcast community. Actually, yeah. quite a few successful shows. I've heard it said that there are too many here. There's there's a lot here. That's for damn sure. Um, what negates too many though? Because you could probably go anywhere and say that it's New York, probably anywhere. But I don't live yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you feel like so for for you? I guess I'll start with because Geek Show's been around for what ten years? Yeah. And and for for you guys for Geek Show, how much of your audience is is Utah based versus national versus international? I uh, last time I looked, and it's been a while because we have these analytics. Uh, it's about 75% local. Okay, so it is big, big local. Yeah, uh, and then uh, the other 25% is it's all over the place. We got a, a pretty strong listenership in, uh, in in California. We got some on the East, quite a few on the East Coast. We've got them in... Probably in, out by Philly. <laughs> we've got them in Japan. We, yeah, Philly, we, we do well. Uh, we, we've got them all over the world. None in, in, uh, we have one in Australia. We have a guy in Australia who loves us. Guy in New Zealand. <laughs> we have, a, we have a, a, an Irishman who uh, participates in our show sometimes that we actually interviewed from Fun. Ireland. Fun. An Irishman from Ireland. Weird. Ha ha. Shut up, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so, uh, what do you, so that's actually because we get this a lot uh, with guests and stuff. But what do you tell people? Obviously, podcast analytics suck. Yeah, they've they're terrible. A, they've come a long way. They have, but they're still but, terrible. But they're still horrible. Any rating system, I don't care what the entertainment is, any rating system is is usually inaccurate. Yeah, and podcast the 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 analytics of actual downloads and stuff is difficult difficult to nail mm-hmm. um what do you tell people when they they ask and i, and I kind of from from two sides what do you tell people when they ask how many listeners you have uh, and then what do you tell people who are trying to advertise with you how many <laughs> listeners you have oh i see this is where you, you've got me at a at a disadvantage because i am owned uh by a broadcast entity that's all of my salespeople, that, that's what they handle. So you don't even deal with that? I don't even deal with that. But Pe- at one time, you did. Never. Never. No, this, the, the Geek Show is owned by whatever broadcast entity Symphony owns X96. Yeah. It, it, it's like when, when, uh, uh, when Todd McFarlane worked for Marvel, uh, he never brought them Spawn. Because he knew if he did introduce Spawn into a Spider-Man comic... They would then own it, and so he kept it on the down low. Left Marvel, started his own comic agency, and he owns he owns Spawn. I unfortunately, in the contract that I signed way back when, 
uh, it was determined that anything that I create while working for X96 belongs to that company. So I don't own Geek Show. Hoping to change that someday, but that's another story. At the time, though, did you even think, or was it like, ah, eh, it's a podcast? You know, Didn't even think about it. Yeah. No, it, the, the, the whole time, 10 years ago, it was, you know, because we were doing Geek Show occasionally on the radio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then, Geekdom started, you know, when we, when we saw they're making an Iron Man movie? You can do that? That's crazy! And then we began to realize, and all the Star Wars projects and everything, we were like, oh no, it's, it's mainstream. It's no longer hidden. It is mainstream shit. We should do this show once a week. Well, there was no way that programming was going to let us do a show like that once a week on the air. And that's when the guy in the IT department said, uh, you should do a podcast. And I said, a what? <laughs> it's a radio show that you listen to when you feel like it. Oh, pre-recording. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. All right. Let's, let's. Take it to management. Management said, we're not interested in anything like that. The guy came to me and says, look, I've got a budget. Let's do it. Let's just do it. We'll do it for a while. We'll see what happens. Then we can take them a success story. So a year after that, it, I was amazed at how quickly it grew because I didn't talk about it on the air. Just kind of, you know, let it happen. It just kind of grew, grew, grew. We went into them a year later, showed them the analytics. They say, you see what we got here? You see what we got? People are listening to this. Clearly, there's a revenue stream there, an opportunity for, for the company to make money. And they said, when is it on? Yeah. yeah. That's where it went. <laughs> what channel? Ah, what well, channel? But here we, are, here, here we are 10 years later from yeah. that, and you guys do have sponsors and ad dollars now mm-hmm. um but that's that's still relatively new that's only within the last couple of years that you've really had strong it, consistent it's sponsorship. because it's because the the people that sell radio they know how to sell radio they know how to sell 60s and they can explain radio mm-hmm. and we've had the same sales staff for all these years i mean there's there's not been any fresh blood in there for a long time so mm-hmm. it's it's the old teaching an old dog a new trick thing and they finally started to figure it out because the radio industry began to figure it out. And they've started to embrace it. There was just recently a big convention that uh, Jacobs Media, it's a, cons- a radio consulting firm, they just did this podcast movement, you know, broadcasters meet podcasters thing. And it was uh, about 3,000 people attended. Um, so they're, they're figuring it out. And they know you've got radio is this. I'm holding up my phone. Mm-hmm. You've got to stop thinking about radio in the classical sense. It's a new world. What do people do when they get up in the morning? They don't turn off their alarm clock where the radio is playing, you know, woke up to whatever song is on the radio. They turn off their alarm. They go sit on the toilet. We, we, we have, everyone does. We have research. We have research that says this. (laughs) We have evidence. They sit on the toilet. And the first thing they they do is they check Facebook or Twitter. So what we've learned is that you've got to send out a post just like right before 6 a.m. Here's what's happening on the show today. This is why you should tune in. Then they're more likely to, oh, yeah, that. Then they flip over to the app, turn it on, and and, and, and listen. Exactly. So this is all stuff that the industry is, is slowly starting to learn, and they're realizing that they do need podcasts, and you do need to learn how to sell them because it's it's another revenue stream. And and they're starting to embrace it. But yeah, in, in that 10 years, it really ha- it hasn't happened as fast as I wish it would have because the radio industry is filled with a lot of thick people. 
Oh, thick means something different these days, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Thick skull. I mean, thick skull, stupid yeah. people. Morons. I remember, not, a not yeah, yeah. Show, okay? <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago when they started saying, listen online. Mm-hmm. Seven, eight years ago, something like that. And I'm thinking, why the hell would you want to You know to why? Listen? Because I have one terrestrial radio in exactly. my whole fucking But at the time, it was like, exactly so weird. Why would you listen to That's how radio? I listen. So I go from, <laughs> so we are, we have, we actually bought a, an alarm clock with a radio on it for our bedroom, specifically so we could listen to your show in the morning. Oh. Because and then I listen to it on the radio, and then I have an alarm clock at my desk that I listen and I, to. It and all. I bought Thank one that has AM because I like to listen to Call 700 after the RSL games. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we'll switch it on the radio if we get back from the game soon enough that they're still doing post-game. Mm. Uh, so that's the only radio that actually is a radio in the entire house. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and the so only time it's on is in the morning when, when we're, we're listening to your show. And then I switch to my phone when I leave my bedroom. And I'm listening to it via TuneIn because... And then it's annoying because then I can sometimes hear him in the kitchen <laughs> and it's on delay. I listen through TuneIn like, because your guys' app sucks. New app coming in the fall. Woo-hoo. That's good to know. It's it's going to be better. But but then, I mean, the rest of the day, you know, I listen to radio from hell as long as I can until I'm actually interrupted and have to stop listening to something at work. <laughs> um, but then the rest of the day, the stuff I listen to is podcasts. It's not the radio. And here's the thing, though. Because we're here in this podcast bubble again, we have yeah. done we have done research, and podcasters really think that nobody listens to the radio anymore. Oh no, I think lots of people do in the car, especially. The car, according to our research, ninety percent of people still use a radio every day in one way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and a, a really surprising low amount of people know what a podcast is or <laughs> listen to them. That, you know, uh, and and I uh, there's this. I'm not even going to say his name, this guy in Salt Lake here who who is just proclaiming that, that radio is dead. And I'm like, dude, I've got I've got the research. I've, I can show you the numbers. You're wrong. It's, you're you're still in a minority. You don't own the world yet. You but know? he thinks he does. Yeah, he does. He thinks he does. Somebody in about won't listen to how, facts. How many of those, how many of those uh, Twitter followers did you buy? Let me just ask you that. You <laughs> we know? know that. Well, my radio is on all day. I mean, once once you guys are over, the, the music is just kind of in the background because now there's office sounds and, and mm-hmm. things like that at work. But it's in the background on all day long because mm-hmm. that's I can't I have three monitors and I'm using them mm-hmm. all for something and I can't use my work stream for mm-hmm. I can't take up that bandwidth with your show so I listen to it on the terrestrial radio and then I get in my car and for the most part listen to it all the way home so mm-hmm. I'm listening to you guys from like about 10 minutes to 6 until I get home. She's not on the ratings board, though. (laughs) I I can't talk about it. But I have a terrestrial radio on pretty much that whole time. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, and I I would say from, you know, like you said, because we're inside that podcasting bubble. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised at all how many people don't know what a podcast is. Yeah. Because when you tell people I've got a podcast, they say, what the hell's a podcast? We still get people are like, well, what channel is that? Yeah. What time is it at? Is that like, Mm -hmm. is that like? When Access is my cable at yeah, night? Even even having guests on and they're like, yeah. "Are we live right now?" When is my interview going to air? Let me let me and I, and I'll just say this because I I have a foot in both worlds. I prefer the podcasting world. I really do. Uh, but I'm also a realist, and I can look at the data and I can see 
when podcasters talk about how radio is dead, you're you're in a bubble. Mm-hmm. You re- you need to look at the research. I mean, it's 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 growing, and that's great, and it's and and it's it's a great creative art form, and it's uh, people people are s- slowly discovering it. But where a radio, you don't have to really work to get it. You so, just there it is. But with a with a podcast, you've got to decide how you're going to listen to it. You know, you you've got to. Well, is it Stitcher or is it Audible or is it? How do I want? You know, there's so many. Uh, and then what are these shows? There, God, there's hundreds of them. Uh, I only have time for a couple. What do I do? I'll just stick with Mark Maron. You know, <laughs> well, I, that's a, that's a question I have for you. Like, where do you is is that the only way to hit it big now in the podcast world? If you haven't been going for seven or eight years, is it to get someone like Spotify behind you, or to to be a big name like a Mark Maron or a Joe Rogan? It that, certainly helps. Um, it certainly helps, and and people like that are are creating their own podcast networks to help promote podcasts that they like or they have an interest in. Uh, the uh, what's the murder podcast? Those two women do. Uh, it's one of the big ones. It's one I don't listen to. You know, from what I've seen, all the murder podcasts are the big ones. It's it's like the number one. Yeah, the, it's, uh, uh, it's, they're two very talented women, uh, but the they're starting it. their own podcast network. And their podcast network is going to be a lot of crime and murder and those kind of things. Um, podcast One is a podcast network that uh, approached uh, Geek Show about being on it. And I said, well, yeah, let's talk about it. And he says, well, let me send you the form. Uh, that you'll fill out to uh, to get on. And I saw the forum, and I'm like, God, that's fucking homework. <laughs> I mean, it was like four fucking pages, you know? And I probably wouldn't have been able to be on there anyway because I'm owned by a broadcast mm-hmm. entity. But, uh, you know, so I just, I didn't even bother. But uh, I, I think you do need to be on a, a plan. Oh, although Apple, and but again, there's a problem there, is that there are more Android devices than there are Apple devices. But Apple has a great little podcast delivery system. Well, that's where we get the name from, is <laughs> Apple. Yeah. Apple created the podcast term, and yeah. that's what is used now. But I just want you to know yeah. my hands smell really good now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I, it helps to be on, on a delivery system that is that is used and popular. So if, if you, you've got to be on Apple, you've got to be on... Uh, it's not Google Play now. It's Google Podcasts or something. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you need to be at least on those two. And we've, we've had, I've read some podcast research that says that if you're not on those two, you're just not, you're wasting your time. So you've got to at least be on those two. We are not a waste of time, you guys. <laughs> well, I mean, technically everything you listen to is kind of a waste of time. <laughs> we We get a lot of positive feedback from our interviews. And I think that, Right now, that's good enough for us. Um, we have a lot of people that contact um, Jessica afterwards and say, you know, I just had the best time. We have people like, you're not our first repeat. We have people saying, can we come back? Oh. Can we be on your show again? We enjoyed it so much. We just had Travis Tate on last week. and oh, that's he, our third. We call him... Uh, Chris 2.0. Yeah, because he the first time he was on, he actually filled in for Chris. My grandmother died, and we couldn't oh. do, do the show. Uh, and now he's he's been on three times. Um, we've had Dash from Title Boxing that we go to. He asked to be on again. Uh, and every time we would walk in, I, I'm talking to Jessica about being on again. We're like, great, get her on again. And so 
Right. We, but we incorporate them as a co-host. Yeah. So instead the second of bringing time, back for another interview, they're part which of is the kind of what you, Which is kind of what you unwittingly locked yourself into this morning when you were in our, <laughs> in our, in our, in our intro and you thought you were interviewing. We, the second time around, you just kind of end up being more a, a co-host with us, a part of our mm-hmm. show, as opposed to just an interview. But I like that. When, when Jessica emails us and says, you know, so-and-so said that was just the best time they had. And, and they do it, you know, the next day or a week later and they're remembering us. That means more to me than, than anything. That the person that we thought was interesting thought we were interesting back. No, that's, 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 a, that's a hell of an accomplishment. If you can get people calling to be on the show, that's great. I have yet to have that. <laughs> Whatever, Jessica. I, Jessica has us booked. We have stuff already in October. Wow. Yeah, we're usually two to three months out with guests. Jeez, I'm, I'm not even sure when we're recording in September. <laughs> she has to tell people. Oh, we might not be able to get you in there. But like Chocolate Conspiracy, um, we interviewed with them. We love them. We talked to them, and and they have some new products that that they told us we could talk about a little bit. But they said we would love to have you come to our shop so we get to do stuff like that because i i guess we make we make people like us we make good impressions <laughs> you make good impressions so how much we make it- you like us <laughs> <laughs> it's the subliminal stuff that's going out. Yeah, you have, yeah, we don't get to do it here because we're not at our studio. But so with geek shows, so I with Radio from Hell, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, on the radio, doing stuff live and producing a live show. Um, and when I say producing, I mean actually running the board and everything else, mm-hmm. and keeping time and keeping people on track. That is that is an insanely difficult job. Um, and I know that you do that and and. You don't even like giving up control of that. I didn't even realize how difficult a job it is until the past couple of years. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it it takes a lot to 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 even like guiding Geek Show, but with the podcast world. So one of the things our guests tend to like is how fast our episodes come out. So we meet once a week and do shows because we like to stay relevant and topical because the show is about Utah and we talk about a lot of current events and stuff, but. You know, for a show like Geek Show, where you guys do three or four recordings at once, do you participate in a lot of the post-production work where you're actually editing the show and splicing it together? Is that all handed off to Tony at this point? I hand all I hand all that off to Tony. And as far as topicality goes, um, there's an interesting discussion to be had about topicality in podcasts. Uh, again, more research yeah. that I've been reading. Um, what we do is because I, I approached it from the radio model. I approached it from it's got to be fresh every week. Um, and I'm finding that that doesn't necessarily have to be the case with podcasts because unlike the radio, it's happening now. We can tell you about the fire wherever. Mm-hmm. But the podcast, they'll get to it when they get to it. And so I've been, you know, busting my ass to get... I mean, we record a fresh broken news every Sunday, right. you know, to, to have those current stories in. And really, it's just a review of the past week. So it's not really, that's why I call it broken news, because, you, you know, if you have the internet, you know it already. Um, and so I've been busting my ass about that topicality, but all the research that I'm seeing now is that, and, and according to our downloads, is, yeah, we, we get a lot of that week downloads, but almost about the same amount a month later, you know? 
And by then, that news is is way old. You know, we so. just had that discussion about yeah. our events, and I said doing events is relevant for the moment. But my hope is that somebody's going to hear the company name or the event. They're going to go follow that and see when the next one is going mm-hmm. to be. That is. That's my own personal And that's the discussion anyways. we're having, too, internally about doing a calendar on our on our website because we do like to support local businesses and events. But, yeah, doing it on the podcast and, and talking about events every week for 20 minutes, it's not relevant two months later. Especially if we have a long intro and it's far in, they might not get to it as fast as... Well, and your, your topical, mm-hmm. that's still going to be important to the geek culture. They might have missed that story. And so hearing it, they're going to be like, oh, oh, I can't believe that yeah. I, I didn't hear that. And so that's, it's always going to be relevant, whether it's that week or in two months. It's, it's one of those where you have to look at both sides equally, how people use podcasts and what your podcast is based around. Uh, the majority of people don't use podcasts right away. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I I can look at the podcasts that I listen to, and there's only one that I listen to right away, and that's Rachel Maddow, and I do it here in the morning because I need to find out what he did, you know, <laughs> uh, and I can't stay up late and, and watch her. Um, but then my other podcasts, there's one that I follow. Uh, he's, he's an old radio guy who's retired and living in Florida, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, what's, what was the guy's name? Paul? What, uh, uh this is, uh, Paul Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. Paul Harvey. He's like a Paul Harvey kind of guy, but he's, he's an old time radio guy named Buzz Burbank. And that's the rest of the story. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he puts out a weekly podcast, uh, on, uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays. And it's it's just Buzz Burbank news and comment, and he'll sit and he'll read you the news of the past few days. And I try to get to that one right away, but it always turns out that, you know, Bob Seska will throw one out, or Greg Proops will throw one out, and I need to jump around, and then I find by the time the week is almost out, poor Buzz, I've only got 20 minutes in. I love him, but sometimes I just don't get back to him, you know. So it, it depends on the show and how you use it. So th- that's why you every podcast has to factor that in. So the question I proposed when we, when we were having this discussion earlier this week, and I said specifically to Chris, I said, "Why do you listen to a podcast? Is it to find out news or is it to be entertained?" And why I I, mm-hmm. I think the big picture. Why do we listen to any podcast? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not ever for news. It's, yeah, it's, it's rarely for news. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I get I get the news I get is from actually the news. I'm yes. just listening to a recording of it from the night before. I, I read articles on CNN and and USA Today yeah. and KSL. So, and yeah, so you're Fox you're listening and, to a podcast mostly for the entertainment value. Well, it's because you yeah. like that person, you like what they're talking about, and you find them interesting. Exactly. We're not going, you know, you're not going to, well, you might learn from Geek Show that they're making a, you know, a second season of that Stephen King series. You might learn that. But I think that people are listening more to find out what we think about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and, you know, to hear our takes on it. So I'm, I'm a little, I'm flirting with stopping the broken news, flirting with it. But uh, we'll see. The old radio guy in me still <laughs> feels like I need to do that current content. I don't know. Well, I mean, one thing you can think about when you when you think about the current content is if half your downloads are current downloads. I mean, 
do you lose that by but see then i need to do more research i need to find out if they're if they're tuning in for the current content or if they're just fans of the show and want to hear it now exactly because that's hard to differentiate from 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 analytical data because again going back to the podcast i listened to dana gould hour which is once a month and more than an hour uh (laughs) if i if i see a, a new one there I'll jump on that right away. I'll I'll put news and everything else aside because I enjoy that podcast so much. Because he's a Planet of the Apes fan like I am. <laughs> we're about the same age too, so we're, I relate. Like Too old to have kids. Yeah, but it's never, <laughs> but it's never topical. It's never topical. It's it, he'll always just talk about you know just what's happened, you know what's happening in their lives and things. And then in the middle of the podcast, he does a a deep dive on a subject. Like and and it can be anything. It could be about the Black Dahlia murder or Roy Orbison. You know, it's just a, whatever he's thinking about that time, and he'll he'll do research and he'll present about a fifteen minute, you know, here's what you didn't know, kind of thing. And I find that like fascinating. That. Then yeah. he goes back to his guests, but that's not a topical show that I will dive on right away. So it, it podcasting, it's it's still that strange new world where we're still trying to figure it out. We're getting there. The research is starting to come in, and people are talking about it, and people, well, people are actually researching it, so that's an advancement, but uh, we're, we're getting there, and it, it, I don't think we're going to have, like, one answer for all podcasts. I think that's the beauty I don't think of there the should media. be, yeah. yeah. So I think for, speaking for our podcast personally, and then I'll get to yours in half a second. Yes. For our podcast personally, for the New Utah, I think people, for the most part, listen because of the guest. So they're a follower of, say, Jay Whitaker. And he posts, hey, I was on this podcast. Mm -hmm. People listen to it because of him. And then if they like the show, then they start listening to the show. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the draw. As far as your podcast, I think it's the same thing. People like, I like Kerry Jackson. Anything he does, that's what I I don't I'm going to give it a chance. I don't care what he's talking about. I don't care what the subject is. I like Kerry because I like the radio from hell so then they start to listen and then one of two things hey that was awesome and they keep listening or eh, it becomes relatable too you develop relationships with who you're listening mm-hmm. to sometimes in a creepy way but mostly in just a it's, <laughs> it's relatable you know it's the stories you're telling about your personal life and oh hey i did go to that restaurant i like that restaurant too we mm-hmm. should talk about it or you know our farm updates so sure <laughs> in that in that respect and and you're talking about what you're going through right now and and, and we do this or i should say i force the conversation really relatively <laughs> often how often do you think podcasts should be looking at the format of their their own show uh and talking you know at least internally about do they need to make changes I, th- I think you should always be examining that. Uh, but at the same time, don't just make knee-jerk changes. Um, people have gotten accustomed to the format. It's like I'll, I'll use Dana Gould as an example. He will have two sets of guests, sometimes like two people at a time, sometimes one person. But he'll, he'll talk to uh, person A and person B for a bit, and then he'll transition to person C. And then he'll come back to person A and person B. And actually, that's a continuation of the conversation from the first segment, hmm. which most you know radio professionals would tell you that's, that's a mistake. But he's smart enough to know that people will listen in increments because they're busy. They'll listen and they'll hit pause. pause. They'll mm-hmm. listen and they'll come back. And he knows that that's, that's the, way, the way that he's put that format together. So he'll jump back and forth guest to guest, do the deep dive segment, do a comedy bit. And then go back to these guests, because I think that he's figured out that people are not going to listen to it straight through. And most people don't listen to podcasts straight through. 
another thing, I, I, again, I just got back from this conference in Chicago, and some of the research that we saw as far as podcast goes is we're making them too long. Oh, and so that's, our two-hour shows. And that's, yeah, I, I, I'm just sharing the, the research with you. <laughs> um, and that's something that I'm going to start looking at with Geek Show. And that's why I'm starting to think about the broken news. Why do you guys run like an hour 45? Yeah, it's just because we can't shut up. Same with us. <laughs> We're the same. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's, that's, that was the latest bit of research I saw. Uh, from uh, Jacob's podcast division. Did they, that we're did making they say them why? Long. Just that people, they have lives. And they have other shows that they listen to. And, you know, and I've seen it on our analytics that, you know, the the end of the show sometimes doesn't get listened to much at all because but people get busy. So I'm, I'm looking at making them shorter now. Uh, I know Bob Seska keeps his to one hour. And he's an old radio guy as well, but he keeps his to one hour. And I think I'm I'm beginning to think maybe that's something I need to look at. And I'm this is something I've been thinking about for a few days. And you're the first people who have heard it. <laughs> so I, mean, I just realized that I'm sharing all of stuff that I've been studying the past few days. And well, we're all thinking about the same thing, though. As, it makes me as, happy that we're we're talking to you now, right off the back of that, because this <laughs> is the kind of stuff that we we really wanted to discuss. Yeah. Well, it was it was it was some fascinating stuff, and and uh, I I talked to quite a few people about podcasts and versus the radio industry and and it was it was really interesting something that uh, another takeaway from and it, and it does relate to uh, the internet and podcasts is something that radio needs to learn and it was presented to us and 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 this is all radio personalities that this is being presented to these are people who are on the radio for a living and I turned to Gina and I said, really, we shouldn't be hearing this. This should be presented to uh, the general managers and programmers and salespeople because the research showed, and again, back to this is the radio. Um, we did research. They says, they says, we we pulled all of these people and we asked them, if your favorite radio station was gone tomorrow, just like Thanos. <laughs> We just watched that. We, we just watched, watched that last, last night. night. <laughs> if it was gone tomorrow, what would you miss? And inevitably, all of the questions that came, all of the answers that came back to that question was a bit the morning show did, or a bit that this personality did, or this personality. None of them said the one hour of commercial free music. None of them <laughs> said that. There was none of them that said, I like all the music they play with no commercials. But yet, the way that the radio industry is rated, they have to do that, or we lose people. People tune away, and that's and again, that's radio is killing itself that way because it's insisting on this system to be rated by, and this is how it works. Uh, they they really need to figure that out because, and, and that you know, I mean, that was great for our egos, you know, to hear that, <laughs> but it's absolutely true. Because I can go to Spotify and get all ska. Yeah, if you want you know? endless music, right. yeah, if I want if I want commercial free music, yeah. I don't turn on my radio. Exactly. And, That's because and, you hear the same four songs. Yeah, I don't want to hear hour. fucking Mumford and <laughs> every songs single for six morning when straight. we get up and go to the gym at five o'clock. It can is. you guys stop fucking playing Toto? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Every morning at five. I know you you. You think that that is a problem, but actually oh, no, that helps us. It works in our advantage to do that because you guys are unique when it comes to listening to the radio. Sure, you sure. stay. <laughs> most most are what like fifteen to thirty minutes top. If I if I get you for fifteen, I win. And a lot of them go, "Hey, I heard Weezer remade that Toto song. I wonder if they're going to play it." 
And if we can... If you can play it. <laughs> if we can instantly deliver it in that 15 minutes, I win. You know? <laughs> the thing I found with music on the radio, though, is people yeah. don't know what they like. They only like what they know. They only like what they want? They, they know. don't know what they like. They only like what they know. So what they're listening to... It's the same to it, song I hear on every channel. Oh, I like that. But there's a new song on... Eh. That's certainly true of people of a certain age. Uh, there, we found, again, research. I've been in this business too goddamn long. <laughs> There's a certain age. It's about, starts at about 28, but gets to be at about 33, 34. Where, and it's not everybody, but the majority of people stop being interested in new music. Because this is what I grew up with and I'm comfortable with it. I'll, I'll listen to Stairway to Heaven again because I'm comfortable with it. This new thing. I'm uncomfortable with. And I've seen it at our radio station. Oh, Avicii, I love that. Uh, many, <laughs> many times this has happened because we started out, it's all Depeche Mode and keyboards. Mm -hmm. And then grunge came. And we started getting phone calls. Why are you playing this grunge shit? I'm not listening. <laughs> well, it's because that's the new music. That's what alternative does. It, it evolves. It changes, you know, in... in and now you're into Imagine Dragons. Yeah, every six or seven years, well, you're now, going to get a change in the style of music, and that's just going to happen. I thought you were cool, and you would be, be interested in new new music. No! I thought you were <laughs> Go cool. listen to Satellite Radio. <laughs> so, so then the I grunge do. came, and then the, then the grunge became the, 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 the hip-hop style grunge. Mm -hmm. What are you playing this hip-hop <laughs> shit for? What is the... Why are you playing the Beastie Boy? Well, it's because we play new music, and this is what is new, and this is the exciting new... Old. Well, no, it's not! <laughs> play Soundgarden! <you> know? <laughs> and, and that has happened so many times with this style of music that we play. It happened a few years ago with, Who are Imagine Dragons? Yeah, I so, love Imagine so Dragons. Good. And now they're the biggest band in the, you know... <laughs> Yeah, they're huge. But it, that's that's the way it happens. With your with the research and people saying the 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 bits and the and the mm -hmm. specific personality and do you think that's because we are in such an electronic age that people want to hear the conversation? They want that tangibility, hearing somebody talking versus just I I am beginning to think so because if they want to listen to music, they'll find a way. They don't need the radio station. They'll find a way. Like I said, like I said, what have I got going here? I enjoy ska music, so I have a ska mix from Spotify. Yeah, you're not listening to a ska radio station. There aren't any. In there ska. aren't any. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's the way people are seeking out their music. I'll go upstairs and I'll say, Alexa, play the Beatles. You know, uh, that's how they're just they're finding their music now. New music is not being broken on any of these surface uh, services. That that's, makes me sad. That's the thing is that radio is still the one breaking the new music. Uh, so, so we do have that, but as far as what you're saying, I think you're right. I think that people, they're either in the mood for music or in the mood for, uh, in the mood for a great conversation and they know now where to get the great conversation. It used to be Rush Limbaugh was your only option, but now you can podcast, podcast about a subject, you know, there's a music podcast that I listen to and it doesn't play music. They just talk about it. They just talk about it. <laughs> Calm down. Oh, I, I have satellite man. radio and I listen to volume, yeah. which is all music talk radio. Yeah, there's a, it's a Rolling Stone music now. They don't play any music on it. They just they just talk about it. Like this current one is best songs of the 21st century. And oh, they just did a whole episode on volume on that. Yeah. It's awesome. And then there's, there's one, Roger Daltrey. They just talk to Roger Daltrey. They don't play music. 50 years of the MC5's rock revolution. 
you know, there's, there's one episode. And they're short, and they don't play music, but they talk about music. So if I wanted to listen to MC5, I'd just say, Alexa, play MC5. But if I want to hear a discussion about MC5, there it is. Well, and the cool thing about, I think, um, non-terrestrial radio is you can create your own station. So, like, the station that I listen to when I am not listening to the radio is comprised of a whole bunch of things like it'll play the Beatles it'll play Queen it'll play Imagine Dragons it'll play mm-hmm. uh, Bon Jovi it'll play like it just goes to a bunch of different things and mm-hmm. if I'm not in the mood for that particular thing I skip and on you know when you choose a radio station you're picking just like if your mm-hmm. Scott station you're kind of you you're kind of tied into whatever that radio station plays and something that I like I just like to hear a bunch of different stuff some days I don't know what I'm in the mood well, for maybe and see that gets back to why radio is killing itself because of the way it has agreed to be rated the rating system the way it works we need to keep that person there as long as we can. And how we do that is if you like Imagine Dragons, you'll also like this artist. You'll also like this artist. If I were to play Imagine Dragons and then play The Who, yeah. which totally appeals to me. That appeals to you, but to the majority yeah. of yeah. people, it does not. not, the, not the I remember the good old days when you wanted to listen to your music, so, so I had a double tape player. Yeah. Two of them, mm-hmm. and it would go both sides. I would get ready for school. I would turn on the radio station, hit record. Mm-hmm. Come back from school. Yes. It has now recorded both sides of two tapes. I did the same thing. I would take that now and I would set up a, a clean tape and I would take the, the songs I mm-hmm. liked out of there mm-hmm. and put them onto my own tape. That, that is how you used to get to listen to <laughs> whatever a, you wanted. I had to. a tape that had Genesis and the Walk 500 Miles song, whoever the hell sang that. Proclaimers. I had a, like, the same thing or, or you would sit there in the morning and you'd hit record when the radio was playing it. And then you'd stop as soon as the song ended. <laughs> I have a whole box of those tapes. So. <laughs> I, so, I know, I know someone who would be interested in that, actually. Nice. That would be a I just I just decided to give up some of my tapes, and Chris was laughing at some of the ones that I had. Very similar sort of thing. I used to hang on to old air checks, and then I went back and listened to one, and I went, no, I don't need to do that. Like, I'm not going to submit this ever. Yeah, anywhere. I'm never, you know, it, and if it's a walk down memory lane I'm looking for, I don't want to hear how bad I really was when I started, you know. I don't, or I could go, man, I sucked. I shouldn't even be doing this. I remember when I first started listening to you guys, uh, because I didn't, I just listened to what my parents listened, and too and my friend Andrea Homer do you remember her sure do you. she had a, a basement room that was totally unfinished she had an old stereo and I came in one day and I'm like what are you listening to and she's like oh I love these guys they're in the morning it was when you still played music and stuff mm-hmm. and and so every morning I come to pick up from school and I'm like I, I kind of like this and then I got a boyfriend who listened to it and I was like I'm going to start listening to this. So that's that's how I found you. Well, and then back to the back when you played music thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's also a change that we made because we, we were able to, to read the room. Because the music that we were playing when you started listening, we were the only ones playing it. Mm-hmm. You were. And everyone else was playing pop. We were playing the alternative stuff. Yep. And we began to notice that the music that we were playing that was our format was now popular. Well, it's and, just like U92 went through that. Yeah, and everyone is playing it now. So we went to our PD and said, listen, here's the deal. They can get this music anywhere. We need to give them a reason to tune in in the morning, and we think that is we should stop playing music because they can't get us anywhere. He pointed to the door and said, get the fuck out. <laughs> was this Todd at the time? No. No, it wasn't? No, no. So... 
<laughs> I remember when that ha- when that transition happened. I can it, tell you, it was September 11th. Yes, yes I, I remember very clearly because I used to listen to you guys all the time. And when when 9/11 happened, uh, that was the first time that you guys talked pretty much the whole show. And and then the next day you did it, and then the next day, and it became like. It, it, and it, it didn't even I feel... I didn't miss the music. Yeah, what was crazy is it didn't even feel mm-hmm. like a change in format to go from playing music most of the show mm-hmm. to now you guys talk the entire show. Well, that's exactly how it happened, was that, uh, you know, we were we watched the first plane go in because we had uh, TV monitors on the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we watched the first plane go in, and we were, you know, during a song, speculating what's going on. And, and, and I, I was the first to say... That's not an accident. Planes don't do that. Mm-hmm. They've got too much equipment on their, you know, in front of them to go, oops, a building. And plus the flight plan is never over the city. Mm-hmm. That's not an accident. And so we're like, well, what do we do? We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. So then the second one hit. And uh, that's when it was, you're right. That was not an accident, you know. And so that's when we, we shut down the song that we were playing and said, listen, there's some, there's some shit you guys need to be aware of. I turned on my TV when you did that because, and, like I said, I yeah. listened to you. And we had people calling in saying, "Did you see that? Did you? Yeah, we're watching it right now." And you know, well, and what's crazy is, so the first one, no one saw. Like people that were there saw it, and a few cameras maybe caught. Yeah, it. there was there was there it was, was just some, it was just yeah. footage that but, I saw yeah. that, that they were they kept playing back over and over. The again. second one, every camera in New York was pointed at those towers when that second one. Mm-hmm. I lived, I was in New Jersey at the time and I still have my emails that I sent my mom that morning and, and yeah, we just thought it was like a little, a little commuter plane and, and yeah, cause when, when yeah. we just, you know, I don't think the TV was on at the time. It was a plane hit the World Trade Center and yeah. we thought the same thing. Yeah. Was it like a Piper Cub? What? I don't know yeah, what. And, exactly. and then, so we thought, well, turn on the TV and see. But isn't that interesting that yeah. that's what changed, that's what changed your format and became a conversation it changed, from it then changed on. the show. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was a combination of that and we had a PD who hated our show so much he didn't listen to it and he didn't realize that we weren't playing music for about six months <laughs> he hated he hated our show so much because we were not his choice huh and carrie and bill was forced on him but and you he but, always made it clear that he was but you <laughs> but you spent years with a big middle finger to him because you guys were so successful as not being yeah, his choice that was that was the only way we were able to stick around is because of our success because he the agreement was you know, we we were in this little tiny station in Ogden. Bill and I were uh, doing mornings, playing Top Forty. We were playing Miami Sound Machine and things like that. And then at six p.m., uh, Tom Greenlee, the guy who owned the station, leased the airwaves to the what were called modern music guys at the time. So the modern music guys would come in. But then he began to notice the ratings from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. were really something. And so he sat down with them and said, I think we should do this 24 hours. I think that would be good for everybody. He said, terrific. Fire your staff. He says, I will fire them all, but Carrie and Bill. Because I need an experienced morning show in there. And that was nearly a deal breaker for them. So no, we've got we've got two people that we want to do it. Have they ever done a morning show together? No, they haven't. But they're very talented. I'm sorry, that's the deal breaker. If you want to do this 24 seven, these guys are my morning show. And they said, fine. Our audience will hate them anyway, so you know, we'll get rid of them. Did they want Fisher and Todd? Because <laughs> <laughs> they've gone places. Uh, well, they've gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I. 
I kind of want to get back to podcasting a little bit uh, before yeah, we sorry. finish. I no, you know, you're fine. You're fine. Radio tip. I'm sorry, but it is. Uh, I mean, they 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 are similar but very different formats. Um, so, what do you think makes a good podcast? Because obviously, I mean, when you said there's hundreds of podcasts, there's not hundreds. There's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, mm-hmm. of podcasts. So, what makes a good or a successful podcast? Uh, well, good and successful are two different things. <laughs> they really are, because there are a lot of successful podcasts that I don't think are very good. I'm not a fan of Joe Rogan. I know everybody listens to him. I just not everybody. Yeah, you know, I just I just don't. I'm just not a fan. I'm about like 25 percent okay with him, and 75 percent of his shows suck. I think. But here's here's the funny thing: is that again the research, the most popular podcasts are NPR radio shows. That you can hear on the radio, but I'm not up on Saturday morning to hear at six a.m. <laughs> you know whatever it is that that is there. Those are statistically the most popular and listened to podcasts, radio shows. So I, you know, again, you podcasters who are in your bubble, hmm. think about that. How successful you know, is your guys's radio show as a podcast? As a podcast, it's the most successful podcast in the building. It, wow. it gets huge, huge downloads. And I've got a, you know, I've got salespeople who go, yeah, but look at all those numbers. They they should be listening live on the radio. And I said, you don't. That's not how it works anymore. Understand that this is the new world. Just say to them, do you want to be the Salt Lake Tribune? <laughs> Why don't you go That's and tell? Because I've been telling them for years, and they're not listening. If you listen to the show, you've you've heard me rant multiple times about how poorly managed that that newspaper. Well, has been. well and it's not just them; it's all newspapers. Oh, yeah. They they all fucked up uh, when when the internet started coming. They 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 thought that they could hold their ground. They should they should have been able to read the room and realize we got to evolve. And the ones that did evolve are the ones that are very successful. Yeah, still. and and so I say to the, our salespeople, look at all these numbers that you're getting. It says, well. They're, they're taking away from your listeners. They're not. These are people who aren't uh, near a radio between six and ten, and they, they want to listen. Night shift, but they still want to. Or they're long the haul truck drivers yeah. that don't fucking live here twenty four. And so. and I would point to these NPR podcasts, and I would say to radio people, you need to be on demand because that's how we live now. I mean, but unfortunately, my ratings live and die by that six to ten a.m., mm-hmm. and that's where my career is set. So I don't know what's going to happen. I may be the Salt Lake Tribune here in a bit. Yeah. So, so what makes a good podcast? Is that it? Then is it just a again a good podcast? And I'll use the Dana Gould Hour as an example. Um, it's I'm 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 him. He's a sci-fi and horror fan uh, who loves Planet of the Apes. Who gets political every now and then. Who has a lot of funny friends, and you know, will, will enjoys doing a character bit every now and then. You know. Uh, and that's it is my favorite podcast. Uh, Greg Proops is my second favorite pro- uh, podcast like because he's making me a better feminist. There are a lot of things I didn't understand that I understand now because he was able through a funny joke convey this to me about how it's important that that we older white men need to back off and 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 then let the women and people of color step in and and do things because we fucked it up for too long and we're still fucking it up. Uh, so so I'm learning from that. Uh, to me, those are good podcasts. So relatability. Yeah, it's 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 what you're into. I mean, Gina loves murder, and <laughs> apparently half the fucking country loves. But half murder. the country loves murder. <laughs> but she is a woman of the world, and this is the thing: is that she loves murder, but at the same time, she's not willing to learn how to get a podcast. <laughs> she doesn't care. 
everybody is so different. It used to be so easy to program television and radio because there was there was limited, you know, places to go. You had three channels, three networks, mm-hmm. or you, you know, you had maybe the president's on your fuck. Yeah, you may have, you, you may have had eight radio stations in your town. Kids these up. days have no idea what you're talking about. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the so president's was, on. He's on every channel. God damn it! <laughs> so it was easy. You know, you'd you'd look you'd look at the TV listings that night, and you'd go, okay, Night Rider. Okay, there's there's one channel. Golden Girls. Then there's Golden Girls <laughs> over there. Do I want to watch that? And then there's that uh, Dallas. Do I want to watch a soap opera? No, Night Rider. Yeah. It was easy. Because that that was more likely to appeal to you. Now, it's it's all so niche that it's hard to, and there's so many people providing content. It's like I wonder what happened to the people who had actual jobs. You know, uh, where where are they? Uh, because everybody does this. They're all Netflixing. Well, I think yeah, that's you know, and and it's it's getting harder and harder for for larger networks to figure out what to do i i think that's i mean you're starting to see so you saw it i think first with with newspaper with print media mm-hmm. where print media is gone the way of the dodo and we're starting to see the death of tons and tons of news organizations which is a tragedy because that's where actual reporters resided yes because television reporters aren't journalists there's a difference between journalism and opinion yeah and that's something that the american people still don't understand because it's packaged to them so brilliantly yeah well and it's in it's for ratings yeah. it's packaged for ratings yeah. whereas print media is not that way and the only time you get in-depth stories for the most part is that or an npr program like the news hour with mm-hmm. jim jim lear so and and you're seeing some of that change happen with radio and podcasting and i think from a, a television the the evolution there is your streaming services mm-hmm. i'm i'm at a point now where i don't have time to watch all the shit that's on my dvr and i actually still spend more time watching netflix or hulu than i do watching the shit i recorded on my dvr i mm-hmm. watch star trek next generation all the time yeah. i don't own a dvr by the way. Well, and, and so really? nope and, and i think that is becoming more and more of a trend where people are going well do i pay a hundred dollars a month for this cable bill or do I pay 15 and just live with Netflix? Because that's, again, it's on demand. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and then, again, that boils down to the individual. I'm, I'm kind of uncomfortable not having the, the cable come in. I want live sports, you know, I, and I want live stuff. I want, you know, I want to be able to, if, if, if a plane falls into, flies into a building, I want to be able to jump right there and get it. But I can right here on my computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, I'm just not comfortable enough now john smith just recently got rid of his i think it was satellite he had got rid of it and he's strictly netflix hulu and uh sling mm-hmm. yeah and he says that's it that's all i got and i said well how is it and he goes well it's only the first day so i'll let you know <laughs> <laughs> but i'd be i'd be really interested because it's i mean it is it's a big expense that people and it's a lot millennials in particular my kids they don't, don't watch, watch tv no they watch Netflix on our TV. Yeah, they, they go away to, to school. They're not missing anything. So I'm watching, a, it's probably about a week and a half ago, I'm watching something on the actual TV. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was, like Modern Marvels or something like mm-hmm. that. And one of my kids comes in and a commercial comes on and he's like, Dad, fast forward it. I'm like, I can't. It's That's not, live. <laughs> what? I, I, I'm watching it live. It just blew his mind. Yeah. He's like... What? Well, and 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 <laughs> the way that people are consuming TV shows, for example, right now is is we're in that weird spoiler area now. Mm-hmm. It's because uh, you know we're we're on the radio talking about what happened a year ago on a show, 
And I'm still getting people going, hey, hey, I haven't watched that yet. Oh, you ruined it. Look, I think I think you if know. you are a true fan, like a month is the cutoff. Yeah. I think so. And I think you guys do a good job on, Ge- on Geek Show of, like, I, I really enjoy when you guys do see a movie like Infinity War where you'll have uh, a, a, a spoiler-free review. And then you'll have a total episode on just spoilers. We used to wait like three months after a movie was out to do a spoiler yeah, filled edition. Now we've decided that because people dig them so much is that, hey, it's on you. It's now on you. If it's you, been three weeks since yeah. this movie's been in three weeks. It's already on sale at Walmart. If it's, it was yeah. that important to you, you would have gone yeah. and seen and, it. And it's, <laughs> this is on you. If you listen to this episode, know we're going to be talking about it. Yeah, and it's not it, like so. you don't say it a million times and ahead of you, it. Like you were saying, you can not listen to that one until you see it and then say okay now i'm ready to listen to that episode exactly exactly so anyway all right did we solve the world's problems of almost course we did. I, think we, we, I think we have one more problem one that more we problem need to, to get solve? to yes yeah. one all more right. problem um bullying bullying in the podcast community in salt lake city particularly in salt lake city oh because i got or big if it's bigger well, than that if it's bigger than that because we're only just Utah, i'm sure it so. because i got called out for allegedly bullying just this bully? week just this what? week on twitter really uh because there is uh, a guy somewhere around the east who uh, is doing a uh Hey, a, a podcast about uh, sci-fi and comics how about that <gasps> interesting what? and uh he uh, he doesn't you know, I, my Twitter handle is at Geek Show, and I've had it for 10 years. We've been doing the show for 10 years. Mm-hmm. He has a hashtag Geek Show, and it, it wound up in my feed. Of course it does. And it was uh, him saying, hey, I'd like to interview this comic book artist. But then replying with somebody that I knew, uh, the goddamn Wu, <laughs> who says, I work for that comic book company, and I, I can make that happen. And And I was in that feed and i just replied i said uh, i think there's a bit of a mistake here because she replied i love at geek show uh, jimmy J and those guys are great we met her down at san diego and so i replied i think there's a mix up here uh, uh he has a hashtag i have an at we've been doing our show for 10 years just putting it out there clarifying right. like you did with your picture yeah well he comes back with hey rude <laughs> hey rude i was gonna ride your hey, coattails hey rude there's totally. you know there's there's plenty there's plenty of room for everybody which is a philosophy i've never had me either there everything is, is mine plenty of room for we, we live in a fucking capitalist country yeah. guys uh plenty of room for everyone and then the goddamn woo piled on so, yeah yeah call everybody chill you know i'm like I wanted to reply, but I didn't. So I was I was accused of bullying. And I say I thought we were friends. Yeah. Anyway, so, so but what do you want to talk about? Uh, just th- the same thing that you know. There are so many, but because we are Utah centric, mm-hmm. um, there are so many podcasts that are happening in Utah yeah. that are not the same. Nobody is stepping on toes, but we also at the same time live in a small community mm-hmm. and. People are going to be interviewing the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been victims of being bullied. I will say that <laughs> straight out uh, several times by a uh, local Prominent podcaster. podcaster. <laughs> and just how to not let that get in your head and why that is so not necessary. It's going to happen. I get that. But we make jokes about it on, mm. on stealing veiled, content, veiled stuff jokes. like that. Well, yeah. Um, again, that's we're back to. The, the radio example, uh, I'm competing with every morning show in Utah. They have the philosophy that there's room for everyone. I don't. 
<laughs> There's not. I, but I don't, in, our philosophy has always been, we're not just competing with you, morning shows. We're competing with television. We're competing with the computer. We're competing with the newspaper, even. We're competing with anything that will get your attention that's not us. So we're competing with everyone. And we are very competitive. At the same time, though, we don't acknowledge other morning shows. They'd love it. They'd right. love it to engage because that's that's it's that it's internet fodder, nature. Sure. That internet nature is I got him. I got a rise out of him. Now I win. You know. Yeah. Uh, so we don't engage, and maybe that's the the way to do it. Is if you if if you if someone bullies at you, mute. Take the high road. You know, I Todd Weiler. I don't mute. I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> And I'm happy. <laughs> I'm fine with it, you know. Right. A lot of people, and I know I, I'm speaking for other shows, too, that I'm sure that they experience the same thing. So mm -hmm. just well, I, keeping I think, that outside noise out. I think they're poking at you because they want to get a rise out of you. And if they're poking at you, for some reason, they feel threatened. That's what I say. They feel threatened. Obviously, we're doing something. Yeah. It, right. what, what, you know, if, if we're so insignificant, why are you calling us out? You know? Yeah. Clearly, we're a threat to you. So, mute and just go on and do your best show and, and be your best people. And, and you know, your guests clearly love you. Uh, they want to come back on. So, that's... that's even, that's, even Carrie came back. Exactly. <laughs> and that's well, technically, when, <laughs> we come to him, so, you know. And that's when you point to those successes and say, scoreboard, uh, we're winning, okay? So, go do your thing. I know the show you're talking about. It's a very different show. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's not good. <laughs> that's our that's our opinion as well. We can, we can talk me. we can talk about things off the air there. Yeah. Yes. I think is appropriate. Right. So I, I think that's actually gonna do it. Uh, thanks again, Carrie, for having well, thank us you. over here at Nick. Well, well, thanks uh, thanks for part being. of our show. We're yeah. we're slowly creating a studio space. Yeah, so, so afterwards well, we're gonna pick your brain about all of this stuff. I would just say thank you for not making me uh, leave my house today. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind coming and looking yeah, at the not toys. At all. Honestly, there's like everywhere you look is this something fun. It's funny, I get I get asked a lot to to be on people's podcasts and 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 they'll say here's the address of the where we record and i'm like no yeah. Okay, no. And I don't mind coming over here because you you move it to a thumb drive for me, and <laughs> <laughs> your equipment's great. I know I'm not going to be recording on shit. So, <laughs> but thank you guys for having me again. One seventeen, yeah, the big one. One seven. Yes. So oh. when you're two hundred, well, maybe we'll. Well, I don't know. I, I might have a dozen kids by then. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they're all the furry kind. Like I might be. One. I might be too busy at a graduation or something. <laughs> hey, look, even he knows we're getting ready to be done. He's standing he up and. You're all right, buddy. You see, they you see they didn't kill me. <laughs> we well, need thanks, you. Thanks so much. Uh, Thank you, guys. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you.